Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. Y'all ready for the fire talk? Low down on the bridge and uplift the dialogue. Oh, yeah. Listen right along. This is straight off the press. The remix fresh with no prior song. Oh. Supplying y'all with the certified thoughtful. Yeah. To give a piece to the feast, it's time to call blow. Yeah. The raspberry wind is fragrant, flavorful. Insatiable eardrums taste the radio. Here can't be beat the class you need. Better leave all your jaws and all half the week. What? Positive and motivational strategy. Successful guests promote a self-mastery. Blocktalkradio.com slash the remix. Friday. At 10 p.m. Eastern Support the sister with a great reason I must insist Don't miss it this evening Peace, man And our very special guest, Shylin. I am your host, Miss Blue the Oracle, and you are live on Planet Remix. Sweet dreams are made of. Growing up on planet Earth. It's a journey. It's a life with lots of unexpected twists and turns. We never know when something, something in our lives that at one time might have caused us great pain takes us to a new height of understanding. The only thing that we do know is that love the only thing that's real here. 
And the more we search for it, the more we find. Peace and greetings, everyone. (laughs) I want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Planet Remix. So peace and greetings to everyone out there listening, no matter where in the world you're listening from. Peace and greetings to you all, and welcome to the Remix. I am your host, of course, Miss Blue, the Oracle, and uh, you know where you are. You are live in the Remix. Wow. Welcome, 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 everyone. Wow. Happy 2018, as the world knows it, and uh, just want to say welcome to everyone out there joining us all over the globe. First show back in 2018 as we're coming back, and uh, definitely, definitely so glad to be here. Uh, Just kind of getting everything situated. I see you guys getting yourselves all situated. I want you to know that the Blue Room is open, and you are certainly welcome to come on over and uh, join us in the Blue Room. So I want to say peace and greetings to you all and everyone out there. Wow, wow, wow. It feels like we've been gone for so long. And uh, I'm just so glad to um, to be back at the house with everyone tonight. And uh, I want to give out some cosmic directions as we get ready to get started, because we do have some things that we will be covering in the cipher tonight. Our guest who is joining us here tonight, it is a remix first. The sister has an amazing story to share with you guys. And uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to be getting into that (laughs) soon enough. Uh, But definitely, I want to let you guys know so you can get yourself all situated. I want to give out the call in number 515-605-9794 is the number to call. And that is going to get you locked in to us, to me. Here on Planet Remix, now, if you're an international listener and you're out there listening from all over the world, it's a couple of ways that you can do that. But if you want to call in, you are certainly welcome to do that because later in the second half of the show, we will be taking your calls as well. And so international callers, you just need to dial the U.S. country code and then dial 515-605-9794. I don't know about you guys, but these couple of weeks that we've been down, it almost seems like a whole year in itself has passed by. Like literally so much has happened, so much has changed, and so much is going on. And I am truly grateful for it all. And uh, yeah, so here we sit back into this cosmic space, this beautiful energy of being connected here on Planet Remix. (sighs) Also, want to let you know if you want to come on over and join us in the Blue Room, just come on over to YouTube. And it's a couple of ways that you can do that. Come over to YouTube. uh, Look for Blue, B-L-U-E. And Raz, R-A-S, Barry, B-E-R-R-Y. And uh, just click what's going on live. You will see the blue room there. Uh, I see the Planet Remix family getting themselves all situated and coming on in, taking a seat in the chat form here in the blue room. You can do that. 
Or you can also join us uh, because we are broadcasting live from many different dimensions. Uh, you can also come on over to the Remix Radio platform as well and join us there. But definitely come into the Blue Room, pull up a chair. Uh, Want to just give a shout out to Kalimar, who always opens up the way. We have Erica in the house, OT in the house. Uh, as well. Queen Goddess Mother Opulence is in the house as well. Want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Tiffany in the house. Natural Charm in the house and many others who are joining us live in the forum tonight. So glad to have you all. Alex in the house, you guys joining us listening live and the rest of you uh, listening live from all over the globe. <clears throat> so tonight, we're going to be getting into the cipher tonight. We have a lot of things that we will be covering uh, here on Planet Remix, and we'll uh, we'll definitely take a look at that as well, too. We'll take a look at that because we have some things that we will be covering in tonight's share. Uh, that has a lot to do with that. It is so cold outside, but I can tell you this. I've been talking to brothers and sisters all over the world, and I had a really interesting conversation with my mother uh, this week, and we were talking about the weather. And one of the things she reminded me of, she said, you know, we really haven't had a true winter in such a long time that now that we are finally having what winter is, it's like a new phenomenon. And how soon we forget that just as important as we need the sunlight, we need the snow. And there's been a lot of things that have been missing from the planet energetically. Plants that grow, that need to germinate, that this process of this cold weather, it needs to happen. In order to get rid of air pathogens, germs, viruses, diseases that are in the air, the only way that we can do this on a global scale is for it to get cold and for the snow to fall. And yet, we forgot. And she said, maybe those of you who are not older than 30 years old don't remember that we truly used to have winters. And she took me back to stories of when we lived in New York and how it would freeze over and how the airline would shut down and how all of the schools had winter days. And the purpose of having winter days was because it was too cold for anyone to move around. So the snow days that the children have that they haven't been able to use in a long time, and in some places it's been 30 or 60 years, since the last time they've been able to use those snow days, are here again. And so a lot of what's going on in the air, a lot of what's impacting our food, why our soil cannot um, re-energize itself, why the earth is not able to hold on to certain nutrients, is because we didn't have the proper process of a lot of this cold weather that we're getting now. And so I guess we can begin to start taking that and seeing how all of this in the grand scheme of things is necessary. 
I do want all of those of you who are experiencing this extreme weather, particularly those on the East Coast, because I've been talking with quite a few of you guys on the East Coast. And uh, I want you to just be safe in this winter time. A lot of people have had an opportunity to spend time with their families, a beautiful opportunity to come away from some of these things of social media and really have some family bonding time because we're sort of being forced to stay indoors. We're forced to communicate because we don't have power. Uh, it's an opportunity for us to really use this in so many different ways. So I send my love to all of those who are dealing with this weather and those of you who've been impacted in a negative way, as well as California still dealing with the fires, you know, dealing with that, um, you know, sort of even as nature began to work with all of these essential elements and our love that way, and all of us across the globe for so many things. So, um, hmm. And I'm just so glad to be here live on Planet Remix. So we have a show tonight. We're going to get right to it. Our guest tonight is coming on. Tonight we're going to be talking about the wrinkle in time, the X factor. And I want to send love out as we start out 2018 to everyone. Everyone who listens to Planet Remix, every single one of you guys, and you know who you are, uh, it's an honor, it's a pleasure to be connected with you guys. I've been doing the readings. They have been so connecting, so intimate, so transforming. I give thanks for that, um, for us spending that time together and connecting as well. Mm -hmm. As well as also, whether you're a new listener and you're listening for the very first time, I want to say welcome. I am so glad that you found us here on Planet Remix. Please make sure to subscribe, not only to our YouTube channel, but also go over to the Remix Radio page over on Facebook. Click like. Uh, if you have iTunes, go to iTunes. Don't forget to search for the Remix Radio over there. Download the app, put it on all of your iTunes devices, and uh, subscribe over there. I love when you subscribe. Definitely love to read your comments as well. And if you're on the Android market, do the same thing. Go over to the Android market, download the Remix app. And by the way, not only will it keep you connected to all things on Planet Remix, but it's also a special little hotline built right into both of these apps that will allow you direct access to me. Um, as well, if you're interested in finding out about the one-on-one -on -one readings uh, that I do, uh, you can shoot me an email. Maybe you just want to share with me what's going on with you, uh, what's happening in your world, things that you guys are, you know, experiencing, things that are happening. I always love hearing from each and every single one of you. And even though it does take a while, because so many emails are coming in from all over the world, I do take the time to go through each and every single one of those emails. So always love hearing from you. Mm -hmm. 
So welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome to Planet Remix. We're going to get ready to listen to a little bit of Baby Blue. And uh, we're going to do some international shots out. After we do some international shots out, we're going to jump right into the share tonight, A Wrinkle in Time, The X Factor, with our very special guest. But she is a magic maker and a part of Planet Remix. The sister, Shailene, is going to be coming on and telling a very pretty, pretty interesting story. So you want to snuggle up close. You want to put the dogs out, lay the babies down, get you something to drink, wrap yourself up, sit back and relax, and definitely enjoy the share. So now let's listen to a little bit of Baby Blue. La 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 la, the remix. Hey, this is Baby Blue, and remember, if nothing else moves you, life will. This is so true. If nothing else moves you, life will. If nothing else moves you, life will. Say it with me, everyone. If nothing else moves you, life will. Life will, for sure. I want to send love out to all of those who are in the ancestor realm at this time. I say ashe to you. All of you out there in need of love and support and light, I really hope that you find find a glimpse of that light here tonight with us live on Planet Remix. I want to ring the bell. Got to do that. Want to ring the bell for self-invested. That's right, self-invested. Want to send a big love and a shout out to you. Uh, We've been on sort of our fall break of download, download, download as well. So you've been getting that in. So definitely want to send love out to all of you uh, in self-invested. And uh, the Magic Maker Mastermind Group want to send love out to you as well. Uh, just putting in the work and spreading the love in such a very big, big way. We could not be more proud of you. Uh, Shouts out love, of course, to Brother Bilal and the whole family and everyone listening in, Dr. Banks, the whole crew, all of them, Sister Manya, Baby Nana, Tiwi, the whole family out there listening in as well, sending them so much love. And all of you guys here on Planet Remix and everything that you do, uh, sending you love and light as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. So let's do this. We're going to give some shots out here. We're going to listen to our song for tonight. And... Uh, really just kind of set the mode for where we are. Uh, We are entering into a very, very interesting times here. And, uh, you know, one of the things I will say is I have literally, I have literally have been misbehaving um, over this break and I have totally indulged myself. I have been a complete Dare I say, I have been totally obsessed and I've been a complete little, mm, 
I have just been binging out on Netflix and Hulu. I have just been a little slut puppy with all the shows and everything I've been trying to catch up with from everything from the runaways to superstition uh, to every show that you can think about. Uh, I have definitely been doing that and just kind of getting it in. <laughs> so, um, just really, I, I have. I've, I've been misbehaving. I've been really obsessing um, over a lot of stuff, but it was a great time to catch up on a lot of things that I haven't had a chance to do in a while and just experience some beautiful, beautiful downtime. So we're going to listen to this. This is going to kind of get our mind in the place that, that we need to be, uplift our energy, just kind of open ourselves up and really get ready to welcome our guest as she joins us here tonight, live for the very first time on Planet Remix. You know, uh, the wrinkle in time, the X factor. And so, yeah, let's jam to this. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Right up to the sun, hand in hand. 
thugs living worries. Stuff down in car seats, he's mandatory. Running from Jake, getting chased, hunger for pace. Seeds on a break, making mistakes, go down out of state. Wait, I had to let it marinate. We carry weight, trying to get late. Flip the eight stack and safe. Millionaire planning, use the gap with your cock camera. Making moves in Atlanta, back and forth, scrambler. Cause you can have all the chips. Be poor or rich, so nobody want a nigga have a shit. If I rule the world and everything in it, sky's the limit. I'm pushing you four, five, infinite. It wouldn't be no such thing as jealousies or be felony. Strictly living longevity to the destiny. I thought I'd never see, but reality struck. Better find out before your time's out. What the fuck? If I rule the world, imagine that. I free all my sons. just kind of take that question hold it very close to your heart tonight and I want you to begin to start thinking about your life as it is today all the things that you might have gone through things you've been through in the past and as your earliest memory and hold that energy as Nas is speaking about it in such a way that it makes us think that this is just an easy task. If I rule the world, what would you do? What would be the first three things that you would do if you ruled the world? Not just your world, but the world in general, the world as we know it today in 2018. And I want you guys, because I will be checking throughout the share to go over to the Remix Radio page over on Facebook. And underneath the show tonight, I want you to write the top three things that you would do in detail if you rule the world. Because tonight, our guest that is coming on Shai Lin is coming on, and she will take us through her journey, which is the wrinkle in time. We'll talk about the X factor and how she's ruling the world. So let's get ready, and let's give a very, very warm, loving remix welcome to <laughs> Shai Lin as she joins us here live on Planet Remix. Peace and greetings to you, Charlene. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Remix. Hi, how are you? 
I am wonderful. Welcome to Planet Remix. I'm so glad that you are joining us here tonight. And uh, we're just going to jump right into it because there's so many things that we need to cover as we get ready to get started. I want to start, though, at the first place to start because I think this is so important with so many listeners from all around the world. It never ceased to amaze me when I'm coming across emails or coming across uh, a a social media post or one of you guys reached out through me, uh, through the internet, through some of the other mediums to sort of tell me about your story or to share with me what's going on in your life. And I wanna start with us to start right there, uh, Shailen, for you to talk about you reaching out to me and sort of what sort of got you to the point, I understand you went through the process as many of us do, you discovered the remix, but once you did and you sent that email to me, let's talk about that because that is the beginning of something beautiful, I must say, yeah. Yes. Um, when I sent that email to you, I I was in the this place where I didn't know which way I was supposed to go. I was. Mm. I'm, I'm on my. I'm, I'm on this path, and I just needed some. I don't know if you remember in the email I said maybe I already know what I'm supposed to be doing, but I just can't tap into it. Can you help me with that? I didn't know if yeah. I was supposed to go left or I was supposed to go right. You know? Yes. Yes. And uh, so we just kind of wanted to start you guys there to talk about it. But Shailene has an amazing company. uh, And I want to talk about that a little bit. We're going to start sort of uh, at the end of the story as we know it right now. And then we're going to begin to start working our way backwards. Uh, so people can know your story uh, and they can know how you came to be. But tell us a little bit about this amazing company and what you do at learning a language for fun. At learning a language for fun, me and my children, we dress up in these fun, colorful clothes and we teach different languages, the basics of different languages, and we teach it for fun. My children are the ones who actually brought it to my attention, which I'm, I'm learning now. This is my children who, 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 the, you know, who developed this in me. They, we, we were out at the grocery store, and my daughter wanted to know. She heard a lady speaking another language, and she said, Mommy, what is she saying? And I said, um, I don't know, but it sounds interesting. Let's go learn what she's saying. So then next time when you see her again, you can say hello. You can make her feel better because nobody's talking to her. Mm-hmm. So then we, we, we just we started learning more and more and more languages. The more languages started coming to me. Well, yeah, I want you to stop right there, because at that point, you were already learning languages uh, to begin with, correct? Right, correct. All right. So that's where we're going to start, you guys. Well, we're going to start with this story, this amazing, beautiful story. 
um, and learn how this amazing company where you teach children to learn different languages. And total so far, Shailen, Shailen, how many languages do you teach the children at this time? So far, we, we've taught 15. 15 different. Feeling, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, it, it was, it's 15 so far, and I've created mm-hmm. um, curriculums for four of them. So mm-hmm. we're still creating for- curriculums, yeah, to just keep going and going. Wow. And that kind of reminds me a little bit of our international listeners that we have from all over the world that speak so many different languages that come. So definitely you are a magic maker, no doubt. Uh, So 15 different languages, you've created curriculums for four of them. You're teaching not only your children, but other children at this time. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. Yes. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Beautiful. And uh, so we're going to kind of take the story now and we're going to go back and uh, we're going to start from the very beginning so we can get to know more and understand about Shailen and how this all came to be. Okay. All right. Shailene. Let's start out. The first thing I want to kind of dive into, I think this will give sort of a bird's eye view to our listeners and kind of catch them up to date on who you are and what you do. I want you to talk to me about your childhood. I know that working with children, your own children in particular, and just your desire to work with all children around the world is very important to you. Tell me about your childhood. Childhood. <laughs> wow, memory lane. My childhood was a, a um, I, I guess I can say a unusual one, but a good one at the same time. Right. I, my mother basically... My mother got incarcerated when I was three years old. So I ended up having to live with my grandmother and my aunt. And I was basically the black sheep of the family. Wow. So three years old, your mother was incarcerated. Do you have any other brothers and sisters? No, no, I I don't. Um, The reason why she was incarcerated was because she was Convicted of killing my two brothers. Wow. Wow. And so you're three years old and you go live with your mother's father family or your father's? With my mother's father's family. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. so your grandmother is raising you, your aunt is raising you, but you have this big stigmatism about what happened to your mother. And of course, I'm sure at three years old, uh, you didn't understand what was going on, maybe, right? How old were your brothers? Um, My brothers, um, one was 18 months, and the other was two years old. Wow. We we weren't that far apart from each other. Yes. And so to this day, your mother still is incarcerated? 
Yes, yes, she is still incarcerated. Wow. So let's talk about growing up because that right there is a start that most people can't even begin to start thinking about coming back from. So what was it like? Where were you at? What part of the world were you in? I was in Heather. She she had her own house. And um and she like I she showed me a lot of love. I, I really didn't know that my mother was incarcerated with how much love that my grandmother showed me. The only reason I knew is because the world let me know. Wow. And when you say the world's let you know, how old were you when you found out about this tragedy of where you came from? I was about, I was five years old because I remember it, it, it became reality to me, reality to me when I turned five years old because we got a call from the governor that said that he was lifting my mother from the death penalty and he was giving her life in prison. And how did I feel about that? So I still remember that conversation at five years old. So wait a minute. So the governor of Ohio calls you. Mm -hmm. And did you speak to the governor or was this a conversation with your grandmother? No, I I spoke to the governor. And so, so your mother, and and I just kind of want to paint this story. What year timeframe are we talking about that this would have happened? 1983. So 1983, you're five years old. You're living with your grandmother, which at that time, that's the only mother figure you know. That's the life that you know. You get this Mm -hmm. call. So your mother was due to be killed by lethal injection? Electric chair. Oh, electric chair. Wow. And so do you remember the conversation that you had with the governor? And by the way, who was the governor at the time? Do you remember? Um, I'm remember what was his that's okay that's okay I mean you were five but what do you remember about that conversation at at such a young age what do you remember I I remember him asking me how I was doing and did I understand what was going on with my mommy and and I uh and what did you say did I I say yes. So you I did, remember saying you you remember saying yes. So you did know at that time at five that your mother was incarcerated. But let me ask you, um, Shylin, did you know that your mother was incarcerated for killing your two brothers? No, no, okay. I, I didn't know. Right. Mm-mm. But you knew she was incarcerated. Yes, yes, because um, I had been to visit her. I had already went to visit her. Your grandmother took you? Yes. My grandmother and my aunt had already took me to visit her. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was very emotional for me. Yeah. So when you seen her, did you remember she was your mother? Because you were only three when you left. What did, what did you remember about that? I, I remember an orange jumpsuit. I remember talking to her through a glass. Um I remember 
I remember the guards were very nice to me and they let me sit on her lap and give her a hug. I remember both her her feet being chained and her arms being chained and I remember how the the handcuffs felt as they, they scraped me on the side of my face. I still have that scratch. Wow. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's what I remember. And so when you made that connection with your mother, what was that like? What was your mother's response of seeing you for the first time since all of this had happened? She was crying and she was telling me that she was going to come home one day and that she loved me and for me to be strong. She's going to write me every day of my life. Did she write you every day? Yes, she wrote me every day. Right. Does she still write you? Yes. Every day? Yep, she still writes me every day. I want to kind of pause in the story here. We're going to get back to the governor for just a moment. Does your mother acknowledge that she did these things, or is there another story going on behind the scenes? There's another story. Yeah. Spirit is telling me all of this, by the way. (laughs) And just so you guys know, I know Shailene may be like, wow, why would you ask me these questions to know? Well, this is why, because your spirit guides, your angels are all here and your ancestors. So um, this is. Uh, I'm just honored to be here to be able to communicate and then for everyone to hear more about who you are, the work that you're doing in this world, um, which is so important at this time. So now there's another story going on. So does your mother profess to be innocent of what she's been convicted of? Yeah. Okay. And what about your father? Was he in the picture at the time? What was life like? Do you remember or have you been told? No, uh-uh. he he was not in my life at all. And he didn't want to be in my life right. at all. And is he also the father of your two brothers who made their transition? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. And was there any drugs involved at the time? Do you know with your mom? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So all of this is coming out. How beautiful. All right. So your mother is professing her innocence. We fast forward to when you're five years old. You had already been to the prison to see your mother, who was waiting uh, to be executed. The governor then calls you and asks you a few questions. And then he tells you what? And then he tells me that your mom is going to come home one day and I want you to be strong. Hmm. Wow. So how did you feel? You're five years old. This is a lot for a five-year-old to handle. You know, (laughs) I couldn't even think of an adult handling this. How did you feel? I, I I, I felt his words were empty. Because, I mean, what I could, I couldn't see my mom at that time. You know what I mean? So right. I was like, okay, yeah, my mom's gonna come home one day. Well, why isn't she? Why isn't she coming home now? Right. And one day so, to a five-year-old is like what? Thirty minutes. 
Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, when is she coming? When is she coming? So right. did your life change, Shailen, after that? How did your life change after hearing that your mother, well, let me go back one more step. Did you know that your mother was scheduled to be killed via the electric chair? No. Okay. No, I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so what happened after that point? You're waiting for your mother every day. You're still living with your grandmother. You have your aunt there. Tell us more about growing up. Oh, well, growing up, so, you know, I, I, I waited for her all the time. I got letters, like, all the time. She, she could draw real good. It, it was, it, I, I guess I just played the waiting game. Right. It was like, okay, I know mother's going to come home one day. Just when. Right. So I still, you know, um, like I say, I, I got ridiculed by people at school because everybody knew about my mom because it was a big thing back then. Right. So it's all in the newspapers. It's yeah. all on the news. Everybody's talking about it. You're in school at this time, and the kids know that that person they're talking about is related to you. Right. And what kind of things did the children say to you? Um, your they would they would tell me what their parents were saying, which I, I knew it was what their parents were saying. Of course. I would go home and repeat it to my grandmother, and she'd say, "Oh, don't pay no attention. That's just what people are saying." So, is that when you found out what your mother was convicted of through the children? Yes. I, Yes, to the kids at school. <laughs> I found out. Wow. So your mom's going to die by the electric chair, and, you know, your mom's a baby killer. Um, just, wow. you know, other things they would pick on me with, you know. Wow. And And how did you feel? Because, you know, we hear all these stories today about kids and bullying and, you know, just the impact of it. I mean, I was bullied as a kid, but... You know, these were about other things, you know, but to to this degree, did you get any kind of counseling outside of your grandmother's love? Because that's a form of counseling, too. But outside of your family's love, did you get any kind of counseling? Yes, yes. They, um, because my grandmother felt that, or, you know, my aunt, they felt that I would be affected by this. Uh, they yes. sent me to a psych. I had to go to a psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember his name was Luis. Mm. And um, and then they put me on Ritalin. Wow. Um, because they felt like I was going to be affected by all of this and I, I wasn't doing well in school and I, I wasn't learning well. Wow. 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 Okay, so you're on Ritalin. <laughs> you're right. going to see a psychiatrist. And you're dealing with the kids telling you all of these horrible things that your mother had been accused of. And you go through school. Let's fast forward a little further as we get ready to get towards the end of maybe your high school years. What's going on with you? The end of my high school year. <laughs> um, 
I barely graduated. Right. Uh, I had lost my cousin. I had grew up with a, a cousin, one of my cousins that I had became very close with, and I lost her. How did you she, lose her? Her her boyfriend killed her. Wow. And how old was she? And, uh, we were 18. 18 years old. Yeah, we, we had plans. I was going to go off and be a veterinarian, and she was going to be a rapper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. So many spirits around you, ancestors, everybody really giving you love. I, I just kind of want to let share that with you. And so here's another devastating blow to someone very close to you. And what happens next? What happens next is I go on and I just, I, I think I turned into a wanderer. Hmm. I, I just went everywhere. Tell me I what you mean when you say, a wanderer. What did you do? I, I was a wanderer. I, I I had no sense of direction. Mm-hmm. I was everywhere. I was going to North Carolina. I was going to Atlanta. I was going to New York. I was I was going to all these different places trying to find myself. And what were you doing what there? I to do. What were you doing there? Uh, down in the different just existing. Yeah. <laughs> I. I Tried to get a job, a uh, couple places. Um, I, I went through a lot. Yeah. So how did you provide for yourself? I mean, where'd you get money from to just wander? My my grandmother and my aunt would send me money. And they would always say, Charlene, you can come home whenever you want to. You know, say, no, I can do this. I'm grown. I'm out here on my own. I had no sense of direction, though. Yeah. So where were you staying? Where were you living? Um, When I went down to Atlanta, I was staying with a friend of the family. And then from Atlanta, when I went to North Carolina, I was staying with my aunt. And then from my aunt, uh, when I went to New York, I was in a shelter. Uh, like I said, I was all over the place. Right. And until I, I finally went back home. You finally went back home. And how old were you when you went back home? I was 21. You were 21 years old. And you didn't come home alone, did you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about when you came back home. So when I when I did come back home, um, I was with this guy who was basically my first kid's father. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I ended up, we ended up moving and getting a place and, and then that was, the rest of that was, I guess, my journey on having children. Right. And I want to stop there. So at this time, are you still in contact with your mother? Are you still getting letters from her? Are you still writing her yes, back? She, yes. She was still sending letters to my grandmother's house. Right. And was there a point when you got a little older, now that you're old enough to understand what was going on, did you kind of separate yourself away from being so connected with your mom? I did. 
I did. I was angry. I started to get angry. Yes. Because I was pissed off. I've been waiting all this time and you still haven't came home. And I have no sense of direction. I have nobody to show me which way I'm supposed to go. I don't even know which way I'm supposed to go. And I was just, I was mad at her. And you stopped talking to her. Yeah. And so how did you feel or did your mother ever try to explain the story about your two brothers to you? She did. But at that time, I had read the Supreme Court papers. Mm. And when I read the Supreme Court papers, I was basically her her jury. Wow. Too. Because what I was very you, angry at her. You were very angry. So once you read the Supreme Court papers about the case, what was your judgment on your mother? Was she After guilty? I read the Supreme Court papers. Or innocent. I was like. This woman killed my brother. I'm never talking to her again. Wow. Wow. I was very angry. I even told her. I even became very disrespectful toward her, too. I did. I I regret it now. But I I was very disrespectful. I was very disrespectful to her. Mm. I was very disrespectful. Right. And so, again, you were living with your mother's father's people. hmm Yeah. And how did they feel about how you felt once you got older? When you came back home, did you still have that sort of judgment you decided on your mom or were you in a different place because now you had someone you loved and that was close to you? You said that I still have the that that anger. The anger. I'm still angry at her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I didn't stop being angry at my mom until I turned 28. So... Take us from 20 to 28. Let's jump. What had gone on in those seven years of your life? I I had four children and I had got married. Mm. And, um, yeah, um, and... My 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 marriage was almost over. I, I got divorced in 2010. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I started to see things differently. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. And you know, I hadn't talked to my mother since then. Right. I started to see things a lot differently. So now you have four children, married, about to be divorced, and sort of living on your own. What were you doing? Were you working? Were you a stay-at-home mom? What were you doing? Yes, I, I was working. I actually started working at the YMCA. Beautiful. In, um, in 2008. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I started off as a as a assistant preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. And I know you said you kind of struggled through high school. So what 
did that position at the YMCA and being around these children do for you? What did that do for your self-esteem of who you were, uh, the things you had been through in your life? How did that make you feel? Um, working at the YM, when I was working at the YMCA, I, I, I fell in love. <laughs> I, I fell in love with being able to be a part of the happiness of other kids' lives. Mm-hmm. It, it was like a start for me. I found my passion. I remember telling that to my boss. To work with like, children. I here. Yeah. And did it, in a sense, kind of give you an opportunity to really relive your childhood through a different experience by seeing other children so happy? Yes. <laughs> yes, it, it did. Because um, preschool, you know, they're all three years old. So yeah. they're, they're three years old up to five. So right. The majority of that preschool, they were three. And so I relate, I, I could relate to them. Right. And that was when your life just all changed at the age of three. And at five, yeah. it drastically changed again. How powerful. So you go on, you and your husband, I assume after that point, you're no longer together. What do you do next? You're a single mom. You have four children. What happens next to Shailen? So my mother contacts me, and she tells me that my grandfather passed away, and he left her some money. And she had let one of the um, she had let somebody get control of her money, and they ended up splurging through all of her money. And what? she really wanted me. She only had three thousand dollars left. And she wanted me to go and get out of attorney. So, like I said, I was at the end of my marriage. It was about 2010. And I I told her, okay, I'll do that for you. And I ended up uh, moving back up to Ohio because I was living down in North Carolina at the time. So I moved back up to Ohio. And that was the beginning of me and my mother's new relationship. So, Interesting how these threes keep coming up. You were three years old when it happened. Your mother gives you $3,000, um, basically. So was this your grandmother's husband who passed away? It was my, my grandmother's son who passed away. It was your grandmother's son who passed away. Um, so your grandmother is your grandmother or great-grandmother? She's my great-grandmother. Okay. Great-grandmother. And it was her son who passed away. hmm Her son is my mom's father. Right. Okay. All right. And, um, wow. So, how do you know how much money your mom was left? I know she was, she was left $30,000. $30,000. Do, why do you think your mom didn't contact you in the beginning as you being her only child to make sure power of attorney went to you? I, I don't know. It, it could have been, it was, it was well, we weren't talking. Remember I told you I was very disrespectful to her. I basically told her don't ever contact me. Don't ever talk to me again. And did your great grandmother have a relationship with her who raised you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, she didn't we, contact we each other. She didn't contact her to give her power of attorney? No, my grandmother had passed away. Oh, 
see, we didn't get to that. So your grandmother had passed away by at this time. Mm-hmm. So now you're left with who? Your aunt? No, she had passed away too. So your aunt's gone, your grandmother's gone, your mother's incarcerated, and your grandfather is gone. And it's just you and your four kids. You move back to Ohio. You're working. What happens next? Yes, um, I I transferred up to the YMCA up there, and um, yeah, and I was I was working, and I was like I said I was building the relationship with my mom, and, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I started to look more into her case, and then I ended up getting pregnant. By looking into her case? <laughs> yeah. I was doing a lot more than looking into her case. Yeah. So, and the person that you ended up having or getting pregnant with your next child, not who is he in significance, but who is he as in relation to you and your mother in the case and what was going on? You said, what is he in relation? Yeah. Like, where did you um, meet him? Was he someone helping you with your mom's case? How did that work? No. Mm-hmm. No, he, he was someone I met uh, when I when I moved up. When I first moved up there, I was at, uh, when I first moved up there, I had to move in. We had to go into the shelter. So he was someone who was really nice to me at the time and, and uh, we kind of clicked and hit it off. So then when I moved out the shelter, you know, she ended up tracking me down. Mm-hmm. And then that's all she wrote. And then you two were together. Yes. Okay. We were together mm-hmm. for about a year and a half. Okay. And so you're looking into your mom's case. You're pregnant with your fifth child now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what did you discover that was different looking into your mom's case as opposed to when you read the documents before? Well, my mother ended up sending me a letter from the court investigator. And this letter is what made me change my whole attitude about everything. Mm -hmm. Um, In the letter, he said that he was trying to get more information uh, about my mom's case and he found no evidence against her. So he brought that up to the judge and the judge basically told him, uh, if you find any more information that could, that could help Rosalie, then I'll hold you in contempt. Mm. Basically leave the case alone. So they didn't want nothing else to go with this case. They wanted it to be left where it was. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so your mother still is professing her innocence Mm -hmm. that someone else did this, not her. Yep. And did she know who the person was or was she too high on drugs? She was too high. Yeah. Yeah. You hit it on the head. Yeah. See, your spirit guides she, she, are coming she was through. Too high. Too high. Wow. And so, by reading that, it changed 
And so you started to now believe what your mother had been telling you the whole time. Yeah. And so I I did. mm -hmm. I even apologized to her. Okay. And told her that I would do any and everything that I could to help prove her innocence. Mm -hmm. And so keep us going. So now you have baby number five. You have the new guy in your life. What happens next? Uh, what happens next is I kicked the new guy out of my life because I found out what type of person he really was. Mm-hmm. And and what type of person um, was he? Uh, he he was a moocher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was a moocher, and what, that was one thing. That what I didn't what's a, what's a moocher? Explain that uh, for us, so we can get your to... your definition of what a moocher. Yes. Right. Well, my definition of a butcher was is he wanted to live off of me and not work and not do anything. He wanted me to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So five babies, two baby daddies now, or do we have more baby daddies? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is, uh, Baby daddy number three. Baby daddy number three and five kids. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Um, so I am going and I'm I'm looking into all these lawyers. I'm I'm contacting people from uh, my mother's case and I'm just getting shut down mm-hmm. from everything. I mean, it was even to the point where the public offender's office told me they wanted to get all of the paperwork that I had from my mother's case. To try to help you? Yeah. um, Yeah. I guess you can say to try to help me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they never helped. Mm -hmm. Um, I I even contacted the police officer that had arrested my mom. I contacted the fire marshal. Um, I contacted the the court re- reporter's um, nephew because he ended up passing away. The, the court investigator, yeah, he passed away, so I ended up talking to his nephew. And what did and, they all say about the state your mom was in at the time when this all unraveled? Uh, well, the police officer, he was very, he said, your mother did it. Point blank, she did it. She was a cold heart killer. Uh, the fire, the fire um, marshal, they they wouldn't talk to me. They they didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the court reporter, um, his his um, grandson said he. Uh, I don't know if you. I know it was a family member. Mm-hmm. But I know he said that he re- he remembers the case. Uh, he he remembers reading up on it or something. He remember his grandfather would always talk about it, um, and he remembers his grandfather saying, "I thought Rosalie should have been out of jail by now." Mm-hmm. He something that was the last thing that that his uh, grandfather had said about it. That was the last thing. So I think it was a grandfather or a, a nephew. I, I don't I don't remember. Right. I just know it was a relative. Mm-hmm. And so 
you're finding... And even with our contact lawyers, mm-hmm. when the lawyers, I would try to get them to look into the case, and then they would look into it, and then they would tell me, no, we can't take it. It's too high. It's, it's, it's a, a high-profile case. No, we're not going to take it. And I'm like, it confused me because I was like, what do you mean it's a high-profile case? Yeah. And one lawyer even told me, no, too many people, there's too many discrepancies in this case, and you really don't want to bring up anything like this and be careful. Mm. So now that you're older or at the time you were older, did you ever think about some of the unsolved mysteries, some of the television shows, like reaching out to some of these um, television shows that handle cases, unsolved mysteries? Have you ever thought about turning that over to them? Yes. Yes. Um, from my understanding, um, Unsolved Mysteries was going to take my mom's case a long time ago. I don't think this had to, to do anything with me. I think my aunt mm-hmm. had um, talked to the people at Unsolved Mysteries, but something happened and it never went through. Mm-hmm. And then I even, uh, the Ohio Innocence Project, I even reached out to them. And what happened? Nothing. Nothing. Uh-uh. Let me ask you a question, and it's a tough question, but it's one I'm sure that you've already contemplated and perhaps even ask your mother. Could it have been that she was so high on drugs that just as she doesn't remember that she could have did this while she was high? I asked her that too. I asked her, I said, well, since you were high on drugs and you don't remember, how do you know you didn't do it? And she told me, she said she remembers getting high with her friend, with her best friend that night. They got high. She said she had put my brother in the bed with her. The brother was in his room and she said she passed out. And she said when she woke up and opened her eyes, it was, the smoke was so thick. She said she, she moved, uh, she took her hands and she felt over the bed to see where my brother was. And she said he wasn't even in there. But she said she uh, put, she found something, she found the rag and she put it over her face. And she felt for the door. And she said the only thing she could do was just, she ran out the house. And she ran next door to my cousin's house and told them to call the police, um, to call the fire truck. And then when she ran back over to the house, um, she said that's when my brother's room had exploded. So what happened to your mom's best friend who she was getting high with? Uh, I talked to her, too. (laughs) Um, She went home. She wasn't there. She ended up going home. So she said she left. Yeah. And yep. when when she left, she said what? Uh, when she left, she said that uh, your mom, she said your mom and the boys were all asleep. That's exactly what she said. And no one went back to your mom question and the boys her. Were asleep. Question her. So was she high too? Yeah, she said she was high, too. She said she was high, but she said she was, I guess she knew how to handle hers. 
So, and I asked my mom, you know, I said, well, mom, does she have had anything to do with it? Like, you know, it's, it's too many loopholes in this, ma. And she was like, I, all I know is that I was high. I, I shouldn't have been doing drugs. If I would have been more alert, I would have been able to save my babies. I know I didn't do this. And this is what she tells the parole board every year because she comes up every five years. This is what she tells the parole board. So let me ask and you, I know that the room, there was a fire, some things exploded. But once they did the autopsies, did they determine that your brothers were already dead prior to the explosion? I remember reading in there that that they would have died of smoke inhalation. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it is very graphic. I'm sure. Yeah. And oh, yeah. did you ask your mom when she covered herself with smoke why she didn't go looking for your brothers first? Right. And that's why I asked her, why didn't she go looking for my brothers? That's exactly what I asked her. And did she say she because said, she was high? What did she say? Was it because she was so high on drugs she just wasn't thinking clear? And that's what she, yeah, that's what she said. She said I wasn't thinking right. I, I wasn't a, a good mother. I was supposed to. This is this is her rambling every time she talks about it. So I wasn't thinking right. Mm-hmm. I should have went and checked on my babies. I shouldn't have never went to sleep. And what um, was the cause of the fire? Do you know? Uh, so they are saying that they are saying that a liquid, uh, some solution caused the fire. Like gasoline, possibly. Yeah. Uh, so, um, some 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 type of liquid caused the fire, which I found out what it was. My mother, she did um, oh, what is it? Avon. And the Avon bag, <clears throat> I had spilled some uh, a couple of days prior <clears throat> to the fire, and. She took it so that we wouldn't play with it anymore because it was a lot of stuff, you know, Avon. Right. It was a lot of stuff in there. So she put it in the boys' closet. So it, the Avon was in the boys' room. It was a big bag of, of uh, cosmetics, uh, you know, all the stuff that when it comes with Avon. Right. And she had put that in the boys' room. So that was actually what was on the, on the floor. Mm-hmm. So where were you at when this happened? I was with my grandma, my great-grandmother. Why were you with her? My grandmother, because I was the only girl that my mom had, I guess, um, when my mom finally had a girl, everybody was so excited. So my grandmother um, always wanted me to be over there with her. So you wasn't even in the house? When this happened, Mm-mm, I wasn't not that weekend. That weekend, you wasn't there. Mm-mm. And you were three. Your baby brother was how old? My baby brother, he was he was eighteen months, and then my other brother was two. Was two, 
And so the Avon bag is what exploded once the fire got in there. Mm -hmm. But what started the fire? And that that is the question of the century. Hmm. What started the fire? So they, like I said, they have no evidence of her even starting the, I mean, they have no evidence of her starting the fire. Well, they don't know what caused the fire, what room or where it started. Where did the fire start? They they don't know. They don't know. Mm. Okay. So continue. Wow. This is a real intense, very interesting, um, life you've had, uh, to say the least, uh, Shailen, very powerful and strong sister you are. I want to thank you for coming on and talking with me on Planet Remix. And initially, you guys, um, we'll get to this. Um, but uh, Shailen reached out to me, um, and that's how we made our connection. Uh, she sent the email to Question for Blue after discovering Planet Remix, like many of you guys out there listening. So let's continue on. So your f- five babies. Um, three baby daddies. We got to say that because this is all going to be so magical in the end. Three baby daddies, five babies. Uh, You're working at the Y. You're working with the children. And what happens next? Um, What happens next is uh, I ended up um, moving. I ended up having to move. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I moved out of my place. And into a better one, and um, this is maybe I guess we can speed up maybe two years, mm-hmm. a year and a half down the line. Yes. And uh, and while I'm working at the YMCA, I meet baby daddy. I met my next kid's father. Okay, so this baby daddy number four. Yep. And number this four. is baby number six. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Okay. So baby daddy number four and baby number six. And what is that relationship like? This relationship, I met him when I was at, at work. He was one of the workers. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was great. We were, we were good friends. Um, you know, he was a really good person. We were dating for a while. Um, and then we decided to move in with each other. You know, he was working, I was working. I thought it was, you know, beautiful. And then, you know, me, I got pregnant again. I don't get rid of kids, if you notice. Of course, so, of um, course. <laughs> yeah, abortion is not an option. Right, okay. So, um, and neither is birth control, I guess. But right. hey, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Just right. keep, I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. All right, I hear you. Go ahead. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so you know, we're, we're living together, we're doing good, and then he, I ended up having to break up with him because he turned out to be a, I hate to say it, but like a pedophile. You know, this was going to be my question. So here you are with five kids. And this man comes into your life. Not that there aren't brothers out there that love children also. 
But I wanted to know where your mindset was with bringing someone around all of your children and them being so young. And were you worried about this type of situation? So let's continue. So he ended up being a pedophile. And you know this because? I know this because of the things that I would see him do with my oldest daughter. Which was? uh, He would touch her. He, He was very, very loving with her, but too much. Uh, he he would kiss her. He would, you know, touch her. When when he would help her, he would he would just be too close with her. And I I kind of noticed this. You know, I, I noticed these things, and that's only because I was molested when I was little. So that's the reason why I was able to spot it out real fast. Boy, you've been through a lot. And so I I, want to be very careful with our words here. So when you say he turned out to be a pedophile, did you prosecute him? No, I I didn't. I I did not. No, I I did not prosecute him. Why not? Um, I I, I basically told him he needs to, um, before he even went, any further with my daughter because me and my friends had, you know, looked him up and uh, we have seen that he was, he had been talking to underage girls and, and that's why I was like, Oh no, this guy, he's a pedophile. And I'm trying to figure out like, but we work together. You're a good person. You're. Huh? So he worked around confused. children, uh, dated underage children, how underage girls, what were the age that you found out he was trying uh, to date? Six, from my understanding, was 16, and 16 how, years old. And how old was he? Uh, and this was in, he was, he was 28. He was 28 dating 16-year-old girls. Yes. Okay. Messaging them. Messaging them. I've I seen old uh, stuff where he was messaging them, and, and it was just, it was scary. Yeah, I, I'm sure. And so glad that you got your daughter safely away. So now this had to be awkward because you're pregnant. Right. Very right. awkward. I was pregnant. And yeah. you work together. Yeah. And you didn't prosecute him because of what? What's no, the real I, I, reason? I didn't prosecute him. I just ended up, I, I, um, I quit my job. Because? Um, I, I didn't want to work there anymore because of him. And, you know, the, yeah, but basically because of him. So I, I quit my job. Did you? I, I want to stop you right here. Did you let anyone at the job know because he was working around children what you had discovered about him? Why no, not? I, I didn't. I I didn't want. I didn't want the, I just, I didn't want that type of attention. I didn't, I just wanted to get rid of him and I just wanted to let it go and I just wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say something very responsible and loving to you here. What about all of those beautiful children that he was left exposed to and possibly could have been doing things to? Did that ever weigh on your conscience? It did. 
It did. Yeah. It, it really, it really truly did. And so did he admit to any of this? I mean, I know you guys still had some contact because you're pregnant. How did that go? No, I had no contact with him. None. So you go on, you have baby number six or, yeah, baby six, right? Yeah, yeah, baby ba- number six. Baby number six, no contact with the father. Uh, n- the job you loved, the job that you felt like was your calling, your passion, and you leave this job because you discovered that the man that you were in love with at the time turned out to be one who preyed on young girls and not just any young girls. He was now preying on your own daughter. Right. Yeah. What do you think your greatest lesson from that relationship at that time that you took away? That greatest, the the. You said the lesson? Yeah. What was the greatest thing you took away from that that you learned, you know, that you would say you would never, ever do again? Um, I said I would, I would never get with another man unless I, A, researched him, and I was going to give myself time. Okay. All right. Good for you. And so... Let's move on because we got a couple of more babies, people. We got a couple of more babies to get in there. We got some more beautiful origin children to get to. So let's go on to the next one. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, after I left that job, I let myself heal. Um, and I started um I started working for another child care, which was great. I, I ended up being um, I ended up being the receptionist there. It was a home daycare. I ended up being a receptionist, and I was just doing good. I had moved into um, a new place. I had me a new vehicle. Me and the kids, we were doing great. Yes. And um, and then you know I was still researching stuff with my mom and. Mm-hmm. Everything was everything was just going good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> everything and is going. Hold on. What did you say? Everything is going great. So, how does it feel to be a mother of at this time six children? How did it feel? Uh, it 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 got overwhelming. It did. Um. Because I, I don't I, I didn't have a support system. So it was you know, it was just me. Mhm. And um it did get overwhelming. But I I don't know, I, I knew how to make it work. Yes. I made things work. Yes, beautiful. And how old was your oldest at this time? Um, at that time she was she was thirteen. So your oldest is 13. You have six kids. The oldest is 13. And the youngest is how old? Um, No, you know what? She was 12. Mia was 12. Mm -hmm. And my youngest, um, Rosie, was was three. And Rosie was three. 
So three and 13, boy, you got the threes following you everywhere you go. Right. <laughs> uh, which is all about self-expression. And boy, you were doing that in a whole lot of ways. <laughs> right. Whole lot of self-expression going on. Okay, so everything is going great. You're working as a receptionist. Um, you're working around children, which you love. And I'm sure it was beneficial because for the children that wasn't school age, they could be there with you. And then what? Right. Um, and then that's when... Um, That's where we ended up uh, meeting uh, one of my lifelong friends. And then after that, uh, I met my next kid's father. Okay. So this is baby number seven, daddy. Yeah. Well, baby, baby daddy number six or five. Baby daddy number five. Baby daddy number five, baby number seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what was he like? He he was he was um a a very a very good person. Mm. He was. He tell was. me what that means. Cause let me tell you something. I always hear that and people say that about people who've done some atrocious things in this world, but they were a very good person. So what does it mean? Describe to me. What does that mean? Very good person. He, he was compassionate. Mm -hmm. He was very kind. Mm -hmm. Um, And he had, he had to have been, you have seven children. What did he say? (laughs) What did he say to that? That's like taking on the Brady Bunch. What did he say? Right, basically. Right. <laughs> what did he say? Oh my goodness. Yes, but he, he, um, he he showed he showed me and my children a lot of love. Mm-hmm. He did. He showed me and my children a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And was he much older than you? Um. Only about a year. Okay. So y'all are about the same age. And did he have any other children? Yes, he had one other child. Okay. All right. So when you tell him, I have seven children, what is that conversation like? When I told him I had seven children. Mm -hmm. um, Well, yeah, six children, really. Well, no, seven. You had seven. No, no, yeah, that was six. That was six. Okay, so you have six children. Were we on six? Oh, gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I can't keep up. Mm -hmm. But um, he he, he didn't care that I had that many children. He seen that I was working, I was handling my business, and he was working, and he was handling his business. And And y'all said, let's do this. I'm sorry. And you guys said, let's do this. Yes. And so how quick after meeting him did he move in? Uh, about, about a year. About a year. We, yep, we dated for about a year. Eileen, were you scared as hell, especially after what happened with the last baby daddy? Oh, yes. I, I was, I was very scared. So how did you get over that? 
to trust someone around now even more children? Right. Um, well, I I had did a background check on him too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and he made me feel comfortable. I when we would meet uh, we would date outside of the house. So it would be like if I would go to the park, he would come, you know, to the park and uh he would see the kids then. So it was it was kinda like we were really uh kinda old we school, kinda doing the whole courtship and the wooing and getting to know each other on a yes. on a deeper level. So you're a little bit more mature than some of your other relationships. You're taking it kind of slow with him. Um, uh-huh. Right. But you do know yeah. all pedophiles don't have a record. Uh, yes, I found that out. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. tell us how you found that out. Uh, that all pedophiles don't have a record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I looked it up. OK. All right. <laughs> yeah. So as long as it's not. So what happens? So you get pregnant with baby number seven. And what happens to baby daddy number seven? Um. Well, with him, he had a dark secret. Mm. Yeah, he had a, a dark secret. He used to be uh, on heroin. Mm-hmm. A couple of he had been clean from from heroin for about three years that he forgot to mention mm. prior to me and him getting together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this is now bringing up feelings about your mother again? Yes. Hmm. And so he gets back on heroin again. Yes. Yes, he does. Take us through what life was like living with a heroin addict and what year are we talking about here? Uh, this was in number seven. This was in 2014. 2014, you were living with the heroin addict. Take us inside on what you noticed about him, how things begin to change, his mood, his attitude. What happened? It, 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 it was it was a very emotional roller coaster. I, I noticed things had started to come up missing. We had started to get into certain, because he had ended up losing his job. So after he lost his job, it, it just seemed like everything just went downhill. It was, he didn't know how to deal with it. And um, it was, it was just. <sighs> so did he lose his job because he got back on heroin or he lost his job and then he reverted back to heroin? He lost his job and he reverted back to heroin. Why did he lose his job? Uh, Basically, he told me because he went and took a break when he wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. But I I really don't think that could have been the truth. It had to have been something else. Okay. I I never found out what it was. Okay. So what else are you noticing about his mood? Because immediately you didn't know he was back on heroin. No, uh, I didn't. I I noticed that he started to smoke weed a lot Mm -hmm. and he would, he would, uh, he would leave and he would be gone for hours at a time Mm -hmm. and, and wouldn't tell me exactly where he was. Um, money ended up, you know, my, my money started to come up missing. 
uh, my kids, some of their stuff started missing. And I'm sitting here like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. What about his mood swings? Let's talk about that. <laughs> and they were different. It would be it would be like one minute he would be so lovey-dovey, and then the next minute he would be like this totally different person. It, it, it would be like uh, he would start arguments. He would lash out. It was it was just different. Mm. He, he did a whole 360. He turned into a, a whole different person. Mm. And how did you find out he was back on heroin again? Um, his uh, his kids, um, his first daughter's mother mm-hmm. is the one that um, that let me know. She's the one that that you know that that blew everything up. It was like, you know, he's back on drugs. And I'm like, he's back on drugs? I didn't know he was on drugs. When was he on drugs? And then that's when she went and ran down and told me the whole story. And it was like, oh, my God. So what did you do then? So um, when he finally finally came back, because he had been gone for like four days, and I hadn't even heard from him, because I was trying to figure out what was going on and where the heck was he at. And when he finally came back, that's when I sat down and I talked to him and said, you're on drugs? And you didn't tell me? And you, you have recovered from heroin and you didn't tell me? I, this is something that you should have told me. He was like, well, I was doing good at first. And and then we got into the, that bad argument. Um, I, I didn't know what to do. And it was like, what? So... And and what's crazy is he he looked totally different when he came back after those four days. He he looked like he was a zombie. Wow. And it was just like, wow. Well, you messed up again, Shy. Yeah, I can imagine. We're going to talk about your feelings and what you're feeling at this point. So what happens to that relationship? Because you're pregnant. Yes. Ooh, you love being pregnant, girl. And when you're pregnant, you are going through the most. <laughs> so you're pregnant. What happens? What what happens then? How do you guys get out of this relationship? How do you get away from the heroin addict? You left the pedophile. Now the heroin addict. How do you get away? You got rid of the moocher. It was the moocher first. Mm-hmm. The second one, I don't even. Oh, what was the second one? Baby daddy, he didn't. Uh, the moocher, the pedophile, and now the heroin addict. And now the heroin addict. But we have. What about the other two baby daddies? Because we on baby daddy number five. Right. We'll talk about right. that. That's all right. We'll go back to them. Okay. So we got the top three though. So now we got the brother addicted to the hero drug. Hero's drug. So how do you get mm-hmm. out of this? relationship what do you do well i i told him uh you know i told him that i was going to help him recover uh, whatever i needed to do to to help him on his journey to get himself back together i told him i was going to be there with him hold on and stop the plank stop right there so now you got six babies Mm -hmm. you're pregnant with the seventh you find out the brother you was moving and grooving with. And finally, finally, you've met the one. 
and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. He's on drugs. You don't immediately say, here's your walking papers. You say, I'm going to stand by you. And whatever it takes, we can work through this. One of the questions I want to ask you, and particularly with him, because this is so sensitive and it's also a whole lot of psychology happening behind the scenes with this situation. And the reason I say this one is so intimate and so close to you, because your own mother who was incarcerated was addicted to drugs. And did you somehow feel, and this is just the question Ms. Blue is going to ask you, Shalene, that by saving him, you would indirectly help save your mother? Yes. Power. That's exactly what I was thinking because I thought I was so young, I couldn't help save my mom. <clears throat> now I've given the chance again, and, and if I can help him with his drug problem, then that maybe that'll help me heal a little bit from my mom and her drug problem. Wow, this is powerful. You're helping so many people out there. And this is why I love the work that I do on Planet Remix. Um, it's amazing. Okay, so he does what? Because what happens next? Well, it, it was something I never... <laughs> I never thought that I would be strong enough to even go through. It was he was going through withdrawals. We were in and out of the hospitals. Mm. Um, we went to the rehab a couple of times and kept he going would come back. Home and and he would be going through withdrawals. I, I remember one time I had to shut the door and lock him upstairs. I I could I I tried. I did. I Wow. I tried to go through this with him, but then at the end of the day, I still had to be a mother to my own, to my babies too. So, yes. and you're pregnant, right? And I'm pregnant, right? So, so wait, wait. Let me get this straight. So, were you trying to detox him, or did he go to a detox center and it didn't work? So you guys tried to do it at home. Yeah. Well, he went to a detox center and he got clean. Well, he he got clean from the detox center. But he just ended up getting back on. Again. I couldn't understand. Now what? You're going through this endless cycle. He gets off drugs. He goes into detox, come back home, get back on drugs. Are you having nightmares at this time that you would go to sleep and the same scenario that happened with your mother would happen with you? Yes. Yes. Wow. So wow. I, had, I had to stop. I, I, I stopped. Wow. I, I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. So what did you do? What did you do? It's so critical. I want you to talk about this, Shailen, because I see you having these visions of waking up with the house on fire and doing the same thing in a dream that your mother did. So what do you do? Um it was the night that I was supposed to go and have the baby and he had came to the house and he was high and I told him I said I can't do it anymore you're not coming back in here you're you're not even trying I, I'm about to have our baby you're, you're not trying 
I, I can't do this. And then my other kids, they're looking at me like, you don't understand that they're looking at me. Uh, I'm their role model right now. I can't, I'm sorry. I, I can't, you're not, you're not even trying to even stop. This is a battle that I can't win. You have to win this battle on your own. Wow. So um, I told him he couldn't come back in. And he said he stood out there for about maybe three hours and he knocked on the doors. I ended up having to call the police. And um, and then after that, I, I never saw him again. Mm. So did they arrest him? And that was it? That was it. I never saw him again. Wow. Okay. So you have the baby. Baby number seven is a boy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> no. It's a girl. Baby number seven is a girl. It's a girl. So another girl. So you have another girl. Mm-hmm. So you have this beautiful baby girl. You go back home to your seven now children. <laughs> and what happens? How do you pick up the pieces from here? And what is your state of mind? My state of mind, uh, after I had Amora, I, when I got back home, the kids, you know, they were so excited to see me and the baby and, and, um, the house we were living in at the time, my landlord, he was a slumlord. So the, the ceiling and stuff was cracking and falling in and he wasn't fixing the stuff like he was supposed to. So I told the kids, I said, you know what? We are not about to live like this. I saved up my money that I had from working my job. And I told the kids, I said, we're going to go to North Carolina and mommy's going to get us a very nice house. Wow. And how soon after you had the baby did you guys leave? Uh, Six months later. Six months later. So six months later, you pack up the crew because it's a crew at this time. And oh, yeah. this you, is a crew. you pack the crew up. I mean, let's face it. The babies, the babies are probably thinking you go to the store or something and bring these kids home. They're kind of used to it now, especially the older ones. Baby number seven. Yay. Mommy got a surprise. It's a baby. <laughs> so you, you pack the kids up. You guys trot on down to North Carolina. And then what? Yep. We go down to North Carolina and um, and I was supposed to move into this house, but the landlord um, ended up giving the house to someone else. Wow. So uh, I guess because I had took too long, and I ended up... Um, In the shelter? We, yeah, we didn't have anywhere to go. So I ended up, we ended up at the shelter, and... Um, and we were at the shelter for about seven seven months. Okay. So you're in the shelter again. This is not a new place for you um, either. And the kids at this point. Right. Are you still working at this point in the shelter? No. Well, yeah. Yes. I um, One of the ladies at the shelter who was there with me, um, she said her job was hiring. And if I wanted a job, then um, she could get me in. Uh, um, I went to her job. It, it was actually my first job at, uh, re- you know, at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And um, and I worked that job until I was able to save up enough money so that I could um, 
move out the shelter? To the house that we're in now. Wow. So we get out the shelter. Girl, talk about Big Sean need to get with you today. Talk about bounce back. You are bouncing back. All right. So we are on baby number eight, baby daddy number six or seven. Baby number eight. Um, This is baby father number seven. Baby daddy number seven and baby number eight. Baby number eight. I want to stop right here because, you know, we can be cruel in our community. What was people saying about you? For real. Let's let's oh, do some what, what, let's oh, let's hey. talk some sister sister talk because I know folks were saying what, oh, yeah. what what was they calling you? What were they calling oh, you? Yeah. The girl got all them kids, all them baby daddies. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we would go to the store, everybody would just stare at us. Um it, it would be and it wouldn't be because my kids were all over the place. It, I, I would actually look like, you know how the duck, yes, the mama duck, yes, or the little duck, yes, in the row, and they're right in the row, like with me. Like they're not all over the place; they are right next to me. Yes, and they are so <laughs> beautiful, all of them. Right? Talking junk about us. What would they say? What were some of the questions you got? Those are all your kids. Wow. How many baby daddies you got? Cause they don't, they don't look alike, <laughs> or, <they'll see. laughs> or 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 my favorite one, my favorite one, girl. You got your hands full. <laughs> oh, I bet you get a whole bunch of food stamps, don't you, girl? Wow, <laughs> wow. So, in 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 real talk, I know you can laugh about it now, but how did that make you feel as a woman, as a mother? at that time and knowing all the things, because see, here's the thing, when we so recklessly put our mouths on people, we don't know the shit that they've been through. And so they didn't know your story to understand where you came from, the things that happened to you, how you grew up. How did that make you feel? It it, it made me feel bad. <laughs> yeah. It, it it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. It did. Because like, okay, I wasn't just this girl who was just, you know, just having sex with, you know, getting pregnant. Like, okay, I meet a guy. Hey, how you doing? Okay, let's have sex. Okay, oops, here's a baby. It was like, no, I was in relationships. I wasn't right. just, I mean, I'm not saying that my relationships were, you know, it wasn't good decisions. Right. But, I mean, it was like, they, I, I was already stereotyped. Yeah, so I, I really have a voice. Yeah. So looking back, Shalyn, do you think that you were trying to find yourself through all these relationships? Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's continue. So now you have baby daddy number seven. And about to have baby number eight. Number eight. What was that yes. like? Well, I have moved into my house. Me and the kids, we were on, you know, we were on a roll. I mean, it, it was nothing in the house. Everything was great. It was just us. That's how we liked it. 
started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Now we at the top. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. So it, it was. It was. It was. We were doing good. <clears throat> I had just gotten to this this really good job. Yes. Um. When I was down here, I started working at this this really nice daycare. Mm. Um. And. That's when I met um, my son Emilio's father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're in North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, I lived in North Carolina, and I must say I've traveled to lots of places all over the world. And something that stuck out to me, because I had a friend, um, her husband was an ex-NFL um, player, and she had opened up some daycare centers in the RTP area. But I have never seen some of the nicest daycare centers in the world that I have experienced in North Carolina. I have seen some of the most beautiful daycare centers anywhere. I don't know what it is about North Carolina and daycare centers, but I've seen some of the daycare centers that are just out of this world uh, in North Carolina. Yeah. So you guys meet. Um, I I met him. Um, And he was. You know, a, a really nice guy. Here we go with um, this again. Here we go. You know, Miss Blue is going to jump in there. You got to tell us what you mean when you say he's a right. nice guy. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, he he was a black guy. Well, he he was he's black and Indian. Okay. And I don't mean like Indian, like the Native American. I mean, you know, the, the people from India with yes. the dots on yes. his forehead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was. Fine. So which that's what, what I was gonna say. So in you know, code word, nice guy, this brother was fine as hell. Okay. Fine. Gorgeous. Oh, Just gorgeous. Okay, go ahead. I feel you. Okay. And yeah. how, how did you guys meet? How did you meet? Um, we actually we met at a restaurant. And uh, I was at I was at Fridays and I was eating. I had took myself out to eat because I, you know, I was doing really good. I had money. I could take myself out to eat. Yes. Um, you know, the kids were good. I was able to get a babysitter. You know, wow. I was really doing for myself. I was doing good on my job. You know, I took myself out to eat. And I seen him. He was sitting over um, at a table by himself. And he came over to me, told me I was looking nice. <laughs> and we started talking. Got to love the brother. Yeah. You know, and um, we we started talking, you know, uh, we got to know each other. We started to, um, you know, talk about a relationship because he lived in another city. Uh, he stayed in Greensboro. Okay, I know. I know Greensboro, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was just up there on business. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, So you guys meet. I I, I want to pause right there. We're gonna we're gonna take a short little intermission here. We're gonna pause right there. We're gonna get to find out more about baby daddy number number seven and baby number eight, and then mm-hmm. you guys will get to hear what Shylin is up to today and how all of these steps, all of these situations. <laughs> And all of this experience has brought her to be where she is right now and why she's ultimately here on Planet Remix. So we'll be right back in just a moment with Shailen on Planet Remix.
All right, you guys. I trust that you guys are enjoying the share so far as uh, as we continue. I want to go ahead and just welcome you all to Planet Remix. So glad to have you guys here. And uh, isn't it an amazing story? Uh, it's real. But the best is yet to come. Hopefully you guys can hear me okay over the vibe that we have going on in the background there. We'll turn that down just a little bit. But I want to go ahead and welcome our international callers that are calling in from all over the world, of course. And you guys have been hitting me up and going crazy uh, in the conversation. If you're not in the blue room, it is definitely the place for you to be. So let's go ahead. Let's do our roll call for our international listeners listening all over the world. We're going to start. We want to go ahead and welcome our family who's listening in from the Philippines. Welcome to the Philippines that's here. And uh, Pakistan is in the house tonight, live tonight. Kenya is on board. Welcome, Kenya. So good to always have you here. Saudi Arabia is listening in live tonight. Welcome, Saudi Arabia. We have Turkey, the United Arab Emirates is in the house. Barbados is standing up. Welcome, Barbados. Germany, Italy checking in for Europe in the house tonight. Trinidad and Tobago is here. Welcome. We also have the Bahamas in the house tonight. Brazil is in the house tonight as well as Indonesia. Want to give a big shout out to Japan and also a big, big shout out to Marcus who contacted me last week for his session in Japan. So welcome all of our Japan family listening in. The Ivory Coast is here. Iran is in the house tonight. Want to say welcome to all of our listeners from Iran, Argentina, Norway standing up. We have Thailand in the house tonight. Kuwait is here. And always, the Dominican Republic is showing up. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Know you guys are still recovering. And Puerto Rico in the house tonight. We welcome you. Spain is here. Greece is here. Bangladesh is here. Cambodia is in the house. France is in the house. Bermuda is here. Mexico, Australia, the Netherlands, Ethiopia is in the house tonight. Welcome family joining us, as well as Egypt, Vietnam, Nigeria, parts of South Africa, Jamaica, and Ghana. Also, the UK standing up in a very big way. Just got off the phone with an amazing sister um, doing her session today in the UK. Afghanistan is in the house tonight. India is here. And Canada, shouts out to Donnelly and Sherpington as well as uh, McQuinton in the house tonight as well. So just want to welcome all of our family and, of course, all of you guys across the United States listening and joining us live on Planet Remix as we speak with our sister, Shylin, the wrinkle in time, X Factor. So we will continue. You are live on Planet Remix, you guys. We will be opening up the phone lines a little later. So if you want to get in, all you have to do is 
dial 515-605-9794, and that's going to get you locked in. As we continue here, live, live, live on Planet Remix, and I am your host, of course, Miss Blue the Oracle, and I am loving this. I don't know about you guys, but I'm learning a lot, a whole lot tonight. Yeah. All right, you guys, so we are going to continue here. Ah, So much, so much, so much, so much, so much. You decide, chick. Okay, all right. So it's not mine, but how how, that getting to know him, that is such an understatement because I... Number eight. Number eight. What was that like? Here we go. Well... I had moved into my house. Me and the kids, we were on, you know, we were on a roll. I mean, it, it was nothing in the house. Everything was great. It was just us. That's how we liked it. <laughs> we started from the bottom. Started from the bottom. Now we at the top. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so it, it was, it was, it was, we were doing good. <clears throat> I had just gotten to this this really good job. Yes. Um, when I was down here, I started working at this this really nice daycare. Mm. Um, and that's when I met um, my son Emilio's father. Mhm. Mhm. So you're in North Carolina now. Mm-hmm. And and by the way, I lived in North Carolina, and I must say, I've traveled to lots of places all over the world, and something that stuck out to me, because I had a friend, um, her husband was an ex-NFL um, player, and she had opened up some daycare centers in the RTP area, but I have never seen some of the nicest daycare centers in the world that I have experienced in North Carolina. I have seen some of the most beautiful daycare centers anywhere. I don't know what it is about North Carolina and daycare centers, but I've seen some of the daycare centers that are just out of this world uh, in North Carolina. Yeah. So you guys meet. Yeah. Um, I I met him. Um, And he was, you know, a, a really nice guy. Here we go with um, this again. Here we go. You know, Miss Blue is going to jump in there. You got to tell us what you mean when you say he's a right. nice guy. Right. Well, you know what? Uh, <laughs> he, he was a black guy. Well, he, he was he's black and Indian. Okay. And I don't mean like Indian, like the Native American. I mean, you know, the, the people from India. Was yes. Yes. For him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was Fine. So what? That's what, what I was gonna say. So in, you know, code word, nice guy. This brother was fine as hell. Oh, okay, fine. gorgeous, oh, just gorgeous. Okay, go ahead. I see you. Okay, and yeah. how, how did you guys meet? How did you meet? Um, we actually we met at a restaurant. And, uh, I was at I was at Fridays, and I was eating. I had took myself out to eat because I. You know, I was doing really good. I had money. I could take myself out to eat. Yes. Um, you know, the kids were good. I was able to get a babysitter. You know, wow. I was really doing good for myself. I was doing good on my job. Then I took myself out to eat. And I seen him. He was sitting over um, at a table by himself. And he came over to me, told me I was looking nice. <laughs> and we started talking. Got to love the brothers. Yeah. You know, and um, 
we, we started talking, you know, uh, we got to know each other. We started to, um, you know, talk about a relationship because he lived in another city. Uh, he stayed in Greensboro. Okay, I know. I know Greensboro, uh, yeah. Yeah, he was just up there on business. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so you guys meet. I I, I want to pause right there. We're going to we're going to take a short little intermission here. We're going to pause right there. We're going to get to find out more about baby daddy number number 7 and baby number 8. And then mm-hmm. you guys will get to hear what Shylin is up to today and how all of these steps, all of these situations <laughs> and all of this experience has brought her to be where she is right now and why she's ultimately here on Planet Remix. So we'll be right back in just a moment with Shailen on Planet Remix. And we are back live on Planet Remix, of course. I am your host, Miss Blue the Oracle, and I am here with Shailen and we're going to just pick back up from where we left off. All right, Shailen. So, hmm, baby daddy number seven, baby number eight, fine brother, uh, black and Indian and not Native oh, American yeah. Indian from the country yeah. India, which we have many listeners that listen from India. All right. So he's you met while in a restaurant treating yourself, giving yourself some me time, which I love to do as well. And brother walks up to you and tell you how good you looking. He's on oh, business. Yeah. You guys link up and what happens next? Well, um, we link up and we start dating and, you know, I'm getting to know him, uh, but how that getting to know him that is such a understatement because I feel like you really don't know a person until you live with them. But um, obviously, in your case, because you live with all, <laughs> all your baby daddies you didn't live with. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but this, this one. Uh, I know. You're going to say what yeah. you say about all seven of them. This one is different. Okay. I'm listening. Yeah. I'm listening. Um, he, he was living a double life. Um, he was dating uh, two other women at the time, you know, the same time he was kicking me all those, you know, beautiful nothings in my ear. And, uh, and when I, <clears throat> when I found out about it, because he actually told me, he wait told a minute, me he was dating some- wait a minute. I have to stop you here. So when you say he was leading a double life, you basically just mean he just wasn't committed to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, To me, I thought he was committed to me, but he wasn't committed to me. So he was a player, player from the Himalayas. That's what he was. I should have known with his front ass. He was a player. (laughs) Okay. So, so he tells you though, Hey, oh, yes. by the way, I got two other side chicks. Yes. Yes. He tells me he has two other side women. Oh, yeah. But, you know, so it had been about six months 
we had already, it, it had been about six months when he told me that he was um, messing with somebody, well, messing with somebody else. I didn't find out about the other person until later on. Okay. But, so um, I, I want to pause because are okay. we pregnant now? We were. Yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah, I didn't know yet, though. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, you were pregnant. Okay. Now, I want to ask you this question, and we'll come back to this a little later, um, but I think it ties in to um, how things start to unfold themselves here. What nationality were the men of your now eight children, baby daddies, are they? Okay, so black, Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. Dominican, mm-hmm. Italian, mm-hmm. Arabic, mm-hmm. and now Indian. And Indian. That's only six. Oh, we'll get to the seventh. Or no, two of them were black. Right. Okay. Yes. I got it. I got it. Miss Booth, I'm not the sharpest pencil in the box, but I'm in the box. Okay. All right. So, okay. So two baby daddies were black. We got Puerto Rican. We got Italian. We got Arabic. And we got, what was the other We one? got Dominican. Dominican. We just all yep. over the globe. We are all over the globe. And you have a beautiful soul, little rainbow tribe of beautiful little melanated chocolate babies that you have. Okay. All right. I wanted to ask that. So now my other question is let's, let's get a little spiritual here. After all, this is sort of our foundation here, but we're going to talk religion on the sense. What different schools of thought or belief system did these men come from? You said a belief system that they came from? Yeah, like, were they Catholic? Were they Muslim? Were they Buddhist? You know, what were their backgrounds? What was it? Right. Um, well, the the Arabic, he was, he was Muslim. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest were, the rest were Christian. The rest were Christians. So a little mm-hmm. bit of diversity there, lots of culture diversity, um, but a little right. bit of diversity there. Okay, okay, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. All right, so you meet this brother, you are pregnant but don't know you're pregnant with baby number eight. He buses mm-hmm. out, bam, I want to let you know I got two other side chicks or you're a side chick and I got two other chicks, however right. it goes. And then what? And then... um when when he told me this, it was like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, I'm not going to be able to talk to you anymore because uh, I want to get back with her. And me and her had been together uh, for about three years. And So this is one of the other women? Yes. Okay. Yes. So basically you, women. so that changes your position. Uh, sweetie, Miss mm-hmm. Blue, hate to tell you. So now you the side chick. You wanted the side chick. Mm-hmm. You ain't the main chick. Yep. You the side chick. Okay. All right. So he mm-hmm. says, uh, hey, look, this has been fun. Had a lot of fun and everything. But, you know, I, I really got somebody and I was just kind of playing with you. Okay. Basically. Yeah. All right. All right. And so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and so it was like, you know, are you serious? And then it was like, okay, well. This is really messed up. You know, I 
thank you for telling me because, you know, for not stringing me along, which you did for six months. But, hey, I'm going to have to get over it. And all right. Bye. So let me ask you, during this six months, did you guys live together? No. Uh-uh. Okay. He just, he would spend the night. He would spend the night every weekend. Girl, you be getting it in. You wasn't scared to bring a damn another man in your house after all of this? You done right. had the the moocher, the heroin addict, the pedophile. Ah, okay, you're a brave yeah. sister. All right, so he's out the picture, and then you find out you're pregnant. Yep, I found out I'm pregnant. And you and you tell him, and he says what? It's not mine. It's fine, brother from the Himalayas, mm-hmm. says he plays yep. dumb. I don't know what you're talking about. That ain't my baby. Yep. Yep. We and ain't I never did never nothing. I wouldn't have never thought with us being the age that we were, and how, I, I thought, you know, you grow out of stuff like that, right? Well, well, well no, nah, some don't. How old were you at this time? Um, I was 36. 36 years old. So he denies all, everything, having any kind of relationship with you, relations with you, pursuing you, and even knowing you. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then yep. um, he, he didn't even want, he didn't even want me to have it. He was like, because, you know, he was like, that's, you know, that ain't, that's not my baby. And what's so crazy is I, I even went to do a um a morning after pill when my period didn't come this is the first time i've ever done this before mm-hmm. i was like you know what forget it i'm gonna go get the morning after pill my period didn't come and i'm just i'm not gonna bring another baby into this world i'm not gonna do it so i went and got the morning after pill um and i thought i was all good I thought everything was great. Like, okay, you know, I'm fine. Everything's okay. He's gone. It's not that serious. You know? Yeah, right. (laughs) And then what happened? Because, see, the morning after pill only works, I think they say, 24 to 48 hours right after. And you didn't find out you were pregnant until much later. Right, until much later. Yeah, so therefore, it, it, you know, you pooped that on out. You shitted that out, your system. It didn't do anything. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. that's what you did. (laughs) Basically. Okay, so then what happened? Um, So then after that, um, you know, like when I felt I was pregnant, you know, I told him like, hey, I'm pregnant. And he's like, oh, you're probably messing with somebody else. And then I told him, I said, well, I did have a friend that I've been talking to. But no, honey, you're the one that's messing with other people. Mm-hmm. So, and then he was just like, I, I didn't hear from him anymore after that. Then I go to have the baby and he happened to pop up on my, you, you ever know, and sometimes I think Facebook is, is uh, start shit, but um, <laughs> he, yeah. he pops up in my suggestions. And I'm thinking like, what the? He pops up in my suggestions, and I'm looking like, why are you suggesting? Because, you know, when you link your phone to Facebook, they That's go through right. your phone. That's right, yes. But I looked, and I seen um, him, so I was like, you know what, okay, maybe that's the universe telling me I need to go ahead and call him. So I call him, I tell him, hey, yeah, I had the baby. 
And then that's when he's like, oh, you're not the baby? Okay, we're going to need to get a DNA test. Okay, that's fine. And and while you're getting a DNA test, here, let me give you some more information. I've got two kids that I've just had. So you're going to have to get in line. So wait, wait, you had twins? No, no, he had two kids. He had two kids. Oh, he had, oh, so wait a minute. So the other two chicks, they were pregnant. One of the other two chicks was pregnant too. Yep. He had us all pregnant at the same time. <laughs> so two women <laughs> pregnant at the same time. Wow. Okay. It was three of us. We were three. It was three. Oh, of us with three. All three time. of you guys were pregnant. Boy, he was getting around. Papa Rolling Stone. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Then again. Then again. All right. All right. So, what happens? So, um, so after that, um. I had Emilio. He was born with a heart problem. Oh, uh, he, wow. he had uh, one of the valves in his heart hadn't formed. Mm. So, um, so that was really life changing for me because I've never had a sickly baby before. Right. And um, you know, all my other babies, I mean, maybe I should have able to pop them out and keep going. But um, you know, all my other babies, they were healthy. Everything yes. was fine with them. And um, and you know, Emilio, he was he was born with this this piece of his heart not in there, and it was like, how is the piece of his heart not in there when he's my heart? You know, wow, and yes. mm-hmm. I I just how is he doing now? Cool. I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I said, how is he doing now? He's he's doing good. He is. He's he's doing good. That the it the piece of his heart that wasn't um the valve, it formed and now he just has a beautiful a, uh, his valves are thickened now. Bless him. He has another little problem where the valves are thickened mm-hmm. and I have to take him back um for them to make sure that uh you know the the blood and stuff is, is going through like it's supposed to yes. it's the stenosis pulmonary stenosis i know it's, it's stenosis those long words yes yes and is his father involved in his life at all no he's not i i um i was more worried about emilio's um heart problem so i had put it off i you know, signed up for uh, child support, and I was just gonna let them handle it. But while they, while child support, you know, was handling and getting the DNA test and everything, that that's the process that we're going through right now. Yeah. Um, I was focusing on Emilio and his heart. Yes. Did you at least let his father know what was happening? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he and he chose not to participate in any of it. No, he he said, you know, he has, you know, come to find out, he's got seven kids all together. Mm. So. Wow. Okay. All right. And so how old is the baby now? So Emilio, he is nine months. He's nine months. So this recently happened. So seven baby daddies, eight babies. Mm-hmm. You're a strong ass woman, real strong, yeah. <laughs> strong, 
strong woman for so many ways, um, strong. And so you have your tribe now, all of these beautiful mm-hmm. children. First, I want to ask you this. What kind of conversation do you have with them when they begin to start asking about their fathers? When they start asking about their father. Well, my oldest kid, um, their father, he's he's in their life. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. This um, is the this is the slacker. Life. This is the slacker, the moocher. Uh, yeah, the moocher. Yeah. Yeah. So the moocher turned out to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in their life. Oh yeah. He's mm-hmm. in their life. He pays child support. He he calls them. He talks to them. Like yeah, he's there. Not so much yeah. of a moocher. Maybe he was just immature. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. He was just immature then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And the he's rest. up a lot. Yeah. The rest of the children. Because how many children do you have by the moocher? Um, three. You have three children out of the eight by the moocher. That was a mm-hmm. whole lot of mooching going on. That brother got fed well, huh? <laughs> Shit. Mooching is right. a full-time job around this piece. Okay. So right. <laughs> he got away with mooching. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. He could collect. He was Girl, you could collect the pension from him from all that mooching he did. Right. Okay. Right. So, well, that's good. You got his support. Any of the other children's father? Are they active? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my ex-husband. He's in. He, my ex-husband. He's in his daughter's life. Okay. So, which ex-husband is this one? The the heroin addict? No. No. Um. The pet. The pedophile. No, we skipped over a baby daddy. We did. We skipped one. So what was he? What was he? Like my ex-husband? Yes. He is Samoan and black. Girl, you done hit the islands again. You done went all the way to Samoans. You know, those is, you know, when you take a Samoan and you mix it with the black, you get, you know, that's like some of the finest finest brothers on the planet. Those are some good looking men. Um, they, oh, some, yeah. they some big men, you know, my sister used to be married to one. They're some big men. And of course we all know about the rock, right? Oh, um, so oh, yeah. he, he is a prime prote- protege of that. Okay. So you didn't, you didn't hit the, you didn't went all the way to Hawaii. <laughs> right. You know, right. what's so crazy. I have sisters call, Oh, I can't find a man. You didn't found about seven of them. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah. You know? Okay. All right. One to grow on. Okay. So that was the husband and he's in his child's life. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. He okay. Is. All yes. right. So you are getting yes. some support, not just when we talk about support, we're not just talking about financial support, but you're also getting emotional support for the children and, and that interaction. And so when oh. you, when you now look at this moment in your life and you see, I mean, you really got to count, like making sure before everybody go to bed, when you go somewhere, right? let me count. How old is your oldest now? My oldest now, she is 16 going on 17. Oh, beautiful. And your youngest? Emilio, he is nine months. Okay. Let's do roll call. Nine months, next child. Okay. 
here we go. Nine months, um, three years old. Amora uh, Amorosa is five years old. Mm-hmm. Larena is seven years old. Um, Anita is nine years old. Mm-hmm. Malachi is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Kimani is 14. And Mina is 16. Mm-hmm. Yep, she'll be 17 this year. Wow. How beautiful. You got your hands full. You have your hands full. So do you still work outside the home or do you homeschool? No, um, I work from home now. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm only homeschooling one of my kids right now. Okay, it's beautiful. I've been working from home too. So I, I know that feeling. I love it. Okay, so you're blessed. You're in your house. You're there. Do we have a man around? No, we do not. Ah. We slowing down or we just pausing? Yeah. Are we pausing? Yeah, we, we're, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're done. <laughs> we're done. Wait, yeah. let's be clear. This yeah. is 20, 2018. Are we done with men or are we just done for right now? We're just done for right now. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to be yeah. clear. That's all. Yeah. want to make okay. sure you come through clear. Um, you know, when you say you done, that could mean that you're done with men. No more. Uh, but we're just, we're just doing you right now. So right. some real interesting things, Shailen, have happened to you over the course of the last year or so. And uh, I want you to begin to take us on the journey that led you to a big part of your work now. Of course, we know those beautiful babies, those children. But what started to happen to you? I want to take you back to when you graduated high school and you left your great-grandmother's house and you told your great-grandmother and your aunt that you needed to go find yourself. And so we go through this beautiful, traumatic, it's, it's like, as Beyonce sings, this beautiful nightmare because a lot of your story, let's face it, the average person couldn't have lasted through one phase. So you go through this beautiful nightmare, and now you're on this quest to find yourself again. What starts to happen to you? Um, when I started to find myself, I became free, and I, I let go of everything. I let go of religion. I, I, I let go of people. Uh, and I I really started to soul search. I started meditating. Um, I started to read self-help books, um, entrepreneur books. My favorite book was The Alchemist. Oh, yes. Powerful book. So, I want to stop you right there. What were you searching for? Was it freedom that you were searching for? What do you What do you feel at the time that you sort of began this quest again that you had left off when you were 18 years old searching for yourself and you picked back up again? What were you looking for? I was, when I think back now, I was looking for a better version of myself. Powerful. 
Hold that thought. Hold that thought. So now let me ask you, Shailen, you said in The Alchemist, an amazing book. I've read it myself, but I want to kind of take you back. Right before you started this quest, this search again, who did you believe yourself to be at that time? I believe that was, I believe that I was a failure. That because I wasn't a good, well, because I mean, I looked at my life. Wow. Different daddies, you know, no support, no stability. I felt I couldn't keep a man. Um, wow. I, I just, I, I felt like I wasn't worth anything. And and I felt like I was not a good role model for my children, especially for my girl. Because of everything that had happened. And so when you started to process, and I'm quite sure we all know that I called the conscious mind the player hater, you know? That's that part of us, that that chatter that comes in, sometimes in the middle of the night, sometimes when we look at ourselves in the mirror, or when we look into the eyes of our children, or we start to look around at our circumstances, our situations, how are you feeling? Do you feel that you were somewhat depressed at that time? Yes, I was. I was I was depressed. I, I I wasn't I wasn't eating um, like I was supposed to. Um, I wasn't getting out of bed. I I was I was going downhill. Mm-hmm. I was. Mm-hmm. And um, what was your greatest fear at that time? My my greatest fear was that I was going to lose my mind and lose my children. Wow. Interesting that you say that I was going to lose my mind. So at that time, did you have any kind of religion, um, any kind of anything that you were hanging on to at that time? Yes, uh, I was a Christian at that time. And how did that, did that... Did that help you? What 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 were you? What was that like? Um, my journey as a Christian was was a, a up and down one because you know, as a Christian, you are a sinner. Hmm. So I felt like I, there was nothing I could do that was right. I had to constantly ask Jesus and God to forgive me of my sins, forgive me of this, forgive me of that. I just I felt like I could never do anything right. And do you think that because of your own personal circumstances, shit was just too real when it came to looking at sin? Yes. Wow. And so what would you do to attempt to bring yourself out of this state you were in before you started? What would you do? Would you attempt to do something? What would you do? I would... um... I would try to, uh, I, I would try to pick myself up. I would, 
were you praying? What were you doing? Were you what were you doing? Yeah, were you going I, to church? I was, I, I was I was trying my hardest. I, I was we we were visiting different churches. Um I was I was searching. I, I went to maybe about twenty churches here, just searching, just trying to catch the Holy Ghost, just trying to catch what everybody else was what everybody else had. I I wanted it. It was like, okay, somebody with God told me that you're gonna and I'm like, Well, I need God to talk to me and I could never hear anything but my own voice. Wow. And then and then what happened? Um and then one day I uh I was driving around and I, I saw a store called uh, Mama Betsy's and I walked into her store and um and she had all these candles, um, things from well that I know now, um a, a lot of comedic statues, um, Asar, Heru, um crystals, everything was in that store. And I just, I felt drawn to everything in there. I didn't know what I was supposed to touch, but, or what I was supposed to get, but I just knew it was something in that store that I needed to get. And um, when I went in there, Mm -hmm. I was, I was drawn to the crystal. And so you picked up some crystals Mm -hmm. and you, you went home and what happened? Uh, I picked up the crystals. I went home. I started reading up on what crystals were, and um, and what they did. The the properties, you know, uh, some had healing properties. Some had, if you wanted love, if you wanted different things. And um, and when I I started meditating, and I started using the crystals. And what happened? When you started uh, meditating and you started using the crystals, what happened? Um, uh, language, different languages. I, I want language. you. I want you to hold off before you go right there. <laughs> okay. Because I want to ask you a question. I want to. I want to interject here. Okay. And I want to talk about this because we have some new listeners. I know we have more than 6 million listeners. I'll get the exact number someday, but we're we're somewhere in there from all over the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And crystals are something that's very close to my heart in Planet Remix. You know, you can go from everywhere and looking in every great book ever written, even the Bible, and it begins to talk about crystals. and I'm just curious because Miss Blue, I'm very curious. I'm curious about everything. What crystal did you have? Um, the crystals I had were I don't know if I'm pronouncing them right, was the selenite, S E L E N I T E. Selenite. Like a little calcite. So, was it calcite? Oh. Okay. It it, it looked like a little uh tower. Okay, spell it again. You said S or C? Uh, S. S-E-L-E-N-I-T-E. Selenite. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, selenite. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I had a black onyx. Okay. An amethyst. Mm-hmm. And I guess what you call a uh, a 
they call it a dragon's eye. Yes, or, or, or dragons or tigers? Tiger. <laughs> That's okay. A tiger's eye. So you mm-hmm. have these crystals. You do a little bit of research. You start meditating. You start praying with these crystals. And all of a sudden, you become transformed and some real crazy out of this world things start happening when you went to sleep at night. Yes. <laughs> and. and uh, uh- Go ahead, go ahead. I want you to tell tell everyone. I I just kind of I'm a little excited because believe it or not, you guys and and Shailen, you can speak to this as well. The part of this story that you guys don't know is that Shailen contacted me really for more about direction with her business and sort of going to the next level of what she was doing, and that's pretty much all we talked about. Once I told her that I would love to share because I'm just so excited about the work she's bringing to the world to come on Planet Remix, she had no idea that we were going to dive in to her story. Did you? (laughs) No. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) And in fact, have you really ever told your whole story like you just told it? No. There you no. guys go. No. This is a mm-hmm. remix first. You are officially a magic maker. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, how beautiful. So now, um, so you go to sleep at night. So you do your normal routines. And what do you start to notice first? Like, are you getting more energy when you're meditating? Um What's happening during the waking state and after you're coming out of meditation? Oh, I feel so like my my mind is clear. Um, I feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, like I like I say weird things. I, I say weird things because I'm I'm still I was still new at everything. Yes, it, it would be like as soon as I opened my eyes, I could the energy would be so thick in the air. Mm. I, I I could I could see it. Wow! And it it, it was just so so. I, mean, I felt like I was born again. Yeah, you felt like you were born again. I love that. That's powerful. I was going to ask you, but at first, tell the truth. Did you think your mind was playing tricks on you at first? Oh yeah, I <laughs> thought I was going crazy. Yeah, you thought you had really lost your mind now, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, and so you go to sleep at night and talk to us about your dreams. Like, what's happening at night? Now you're you're having all this energy and all this stuff is happening during the daytime. When you close your eyes at night, you say your little prayers, you kiss your little babies, and what happens? Um. I I would sit out I would sit outside of my body and I would talk to myself. Mm-hmm. Powerful. And what kind of conversations would you have with you? Um, I wanted I wanted to leave. I told my body I I was talking to myself and I said I wanted to leave. I'm ready to go. 
So let me ask you a question because I want to be clear for all of our listeners. When you say leave, you're not talking about going down to Walmart or maybe taking a trip to the mall or uh, going back to Ohio. What are you talking about when you say you were telling yourself, look, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to leave. I, I was telling myself I was I was tired. Tired of of what? I, I was I, I was tired. Um, I guess what I had went through in my life, yes. I was tired. And tired I of was, living. Yeah. And what did yourself say back to you? You, it's not time yet. You still have a lot of things you need to do. And you have to make a life for your children. And did you accept that in the first dream? I did. And when you, did. When you woke up, how did you feel? I woke up and I, I felt like, I felt like a new person. I, I I've seen things so clearly now, even though I was freaked out because I was like, oh, my God, I remembered <laughs> everything. And I was like, am I going crazy? Did I really just see myself sitting outside? Like, okay, I, I got to be going crazy. If I tell anybody this, they're going to think I'm crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. So you have this moment. And then some more things started to happen. The more that you continue to read, you continue to do research, you continue to work with the crystals, and your dreams are getting more and more intense. And then what mm-hmm. happens? What happens next? And and then um, one night as I was sleeping, um, a language had came to me. Actually, the first one was Russian. Um, So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, Shailene, because some crazy shit happens on Planet Remix. So I want to make sure that we don't just gloss over this very quickly. So you're at your sleep at night and all of Mm -hmm. a sudden in your dream, a language, you start hearing this language. Tell us about the dream. Tell me about the dream. So you're in the dream and you and someone just comes up to you in the dream and starts speaking Russian? Was it a man? Was it a woman? Who was it? It, it wasn't a man and it wasn't a woman. I, I couldn't, the only thing I saw was a shadow. It was like a shadow figure. Mm-hmm. It, it was a shadow. It, it was just an outline. Right. I, I, I couldn't tell if it was a man or if it was a woman. And then I remember them touching my face and rubbing my cheek. Mhm. Mhm. And and then they touch your head, rub your cheek, and then what? And then I woke up. Cause at first, when I woke up, I thought it was uh, when I when I woke up, I thought it was one of the kids. I'm like, I woke up and I was like, who just touched my face? <laughs> and then and I woke up and it was just me in here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then what? And then what? So you're going about your day, and what starts to happen? Yes. Then I um. So then I started to get curious, and I I started to um research Russian. But wait a minute. So how did you know that Russian language came to you? Was it something in the dream? What happened? 
um, actually, I was on the internet and I was on YouTube and I was looking through um, uh, with uh, ABCs because I was I was teaching my my kids um, the ABCs and I wanted to find a a good song for them and I went past one of these one of the um, videos and I heard this lady speaking and it sounded like the same language that was in my dream. Okay. So, and I was like, that's Russian? So hold on a second. So the figure in your dream was speaking to you, but you didn't know what it was. They were just speaking a language you couldn't understand. Right. So um, I want to ask you this question just because I'm all up in your business as Miss Blue Do. <laughs> Right. And I'm in the records and I'm seeing this really clear here for you. So when you seen this figure come up to you, you thought it was an alien, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, I love knowing my magic. So, so you're freaked out. You think some alien came to you and speaking some Martian language. You get on YouTube. Oh, how I love YouTube. You get on YouTube, you're looking for something for your children, come past a woman speaking Russian, and you say, hola, I've heard that before. And let me ask you this, could you immediately understand what she was saying? I could. And what did you do, Shailen, when she started speaking and you realized, because it had to be a realization that happened when you said, oh, my goodness, I know I was, what she's saying. Right. I was like, I called the kids saying, I was like, hey, guys, get in here, get in here. <laughs> I know what this woman is saying. They're looking at me like, yeah, okay, mom. Did they look at you like you were crazy, especially the oldest That's ones? It. Like, really, mom? Yep. How you know what this like? You do realize she's speaking Russian. By the way, I've done readings for several people in Russia and have some on my waiting list. So Russia listens as well. So and Russia is a hot topic. You know, hopefully nobody don't contact you to do some translation. But anyway, so right. you you can figure out that this woman is speaking Russian, and when it really hit you, did it immediately go back to the dream? It did. And now you really believe you've lost your mind. Yes. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> okay. So you 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 now not gonna believe me. Right. So did you start speaking Russian to your children around the house? No. Uh uh-uh. uh. I, I hadn't started yet. Okay. Uh-uh. Okay. No. Okay. So are you all over YouTube like you know, stalking Russian speaking videos so you can try yes. to figure out whether or not that was a fluke and maybe you're still dreaming and let me see if I can still understand what they're saying. Yep. Yep. I sure was. I was all over. I was looking up different um, videos. I started listening to songs and I'm like, yes, that was Russian. I know it. That's whoever that was that was in my dream was speaking Russian. Okay. So Shailen, we come from a place where we are truly magic makers here on Planet Remix. So I want you to give us a live demonstration of just saying a couple of words in Russian. Um, Say it one more 
Dobre dia, dobre večer. And what does that mean? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. <laughs> wow, you know your magic, girl. Okay, <laughs> so so you you're speaking Russian. You go to sleep, and what happens next? Um, when I went to sleep, uh, another language. And what language? I, I woke up with another language. And what language was this? Oh, um, um, this next language, it was Italian. Ah, one of your baby daddies. Yep. Italian. <laughs> yeah. And so did the same thing happen? Did the little shadow alien figure rub your little cheeks and your your third eye? Because I'm sure you didn't know what that was at the time. And rub your little third eye and start speaking the language to you. And the reason I know the process is because similar things have happened to many people um, in their dream state. Uh, where this has. It hasn't happened to me personally, but I've done readings for people and they have told me about sort of an alien. That's how I knew it was an alien once you kept talking. Figure that came up to them, sort of shadow looking and started to rub their cheeks and also rub their third eye and even sometimes place their hand on your throat um, because these are some of the activation centers for um, helping you to uh, decode language. And there's a particular part in the brain that is also connected to the third eye and the pineal gland where our language is stored. And that's what they're opening up, that center for you. Wow, so I'm not crazy. That That is so... Uh... <laughs> No, no, you're not crazy. So do you know that what was the next language? Do you remember? Um, so it was Russian, Italian. Italian. Um, well, let um, me ask you this. All in all, how many different languages have come so far? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that 15 different languages have come in. Yeah, it was it was 15. I, I introduced my children to 15 languages that summer. So as they're coming in, because you're with your children, you have no one else to share with that won't think you're crazy, you start mm -hmm. teaching these languages to your children. Mm-hmm. And what was that like? Because now you're finally getting to share, you're getting to speak it, you're getting, um, you know, they they kind of believe you. <laughs> you know, they don't think mommy done tipped over the scale or she's drinking too much at night. So you're speaking these languages to them. And how are you feeling now? Um, I. I I, I felt empowered. I, I felt good. Mm -hmm. And and then my kids, they were all on board for it. I, you know, I'm like, hey, you guys, let's learn the colors in um, Italian today. Or tomorrow, let's learn the um, the numbers in Amharic. Wow. Wow. So you took this information and passed it on to your children. 
amazing mother you are. So at this time, and you're keeping in touch with your mom, are you telling her about the languages? Yes. And what does she say? She's like, she said, um, you know, because she's still, she's still Christian. So she's like, oh, that's, that's God. God is telling you, God is showing you what your gifts are Mm -hmm. and your gifts are tongues. Let me ask, let me ask you a question because you said something here. You said, my mom is still Christian. Do you no longer identify yourself as a Christian? No, I, I, I am I am not Christian anymore. What are you? Um, I am a free thinker. What That's is what I am? What is, I am a. Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? Kind of quantify that for me, for Miss Blue. What, um, what does that mean? I, I am free from all religion. Mm-hmm. I am free from any opinion. And to put that into perspective, do you still believe in God? I believe that I am God, that God is inside of me. Yeah. So, I, I am energy. Right. Energy is not created nor destroyed. Right. So, and 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 I just kind of want us to talk this through here a little bit because I think this is an important part. So you still believe, and I'm just gonna Miss Blue is gonna put these words there, and I want you to clarify them. So you believe okay. that there is a higher power. Yes, you I, just I believe there is a higher power. Right, and. Would you or could you agree that some would call this higher power God? Yes, some would call it God. Some would call this higher power Buddha. Hmm. Some would call this higher power Allah. Some would call this higher power the universe. Yes. So it's one and all the same. So I understand that you've left the religious part of this, right? Mm-hmm. But you still have that connection in your own way. Right. And the reason Miss Blue wanted to kind of hold your hand a little bit here and for us to walk through this because I understand what you said, but I know what you meant in your heart. And I want you to be very clear where you are. Okay. Sounds good? Mm-hmm. All right. So your mom tells you you have the gift of tongues. And you guys are writing back and forth. So is she excited for you? Yes. Oh, she is so excited. (laughs) So this is something very beautiful that you two can share in your journey and you can share with your mother. Yes. I love it. 
guess. And she's telling me all these things to do. And she's like, okay, look at this language. Okay, go to this language. Okay, <laughs> keep going. Don't stop. Wow. Wow. And so you're gaining a lot of strength from it. And it looks like your mother is gaining a lot of her strength from you. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Beautiful. So 15 different languages. You're teaching them to the children. Y'all are going through colors. Y'all are, are y'all doing the alphabet? Are y'all counting? What are you doing? Yes. Um, we are doing the alphabet, the numbers, the colors. We're um, counting. We were doing the basics. The kids were like, okay, mommy, um, they basically told me exactly what I should do. Isn't that crazy? My kids told me what to do. <laughs> they were like, mom, okay, you got to learn how to control it. All the information that's coming in, you have to control it. I and love then the origin just, babies. We're yes. going to learn the basics. Mommy, or whatever languages that you can, that you are hearing, learn the basics of it. Yes. And or my, um, mm-hmm. my nine-year-old was like, mommy, teach us what we would learn if we were in preschool or if we went to kindergarten. Don't you love the children? Because they come straight from the source. And so these little, as they say, out of the mouths of babes, right? So they're really cultivating you and saying, okay, mom, we know you're all excited and you want to do all of this and and show your hotness, how you can speak all these languages. But Teach us the basics as if we were in kindergarten. Teach us things that we would learn uh, if we were in elementary school with these languages. You know, give it to us that way. And you begin to start teaching these with your children. And I imagine that this turns into something very beautiful. And what happens next? Yep. Um, So then the kids were like, well, mommy, since we're having so much fun, learning different languages, why don't we um, teach other kids different languages? Wow. Why don't we, you know, and I'm like, yeah, we're doing it fun. We're dressing up in these fun, colorful clothes, these head boppers, you know, everything like that. I'm like, I know somebody else's child would love to learn another language too. Yeah. And so what do you do next after that? So next after that, then I, I come up, I start writing everything down mm. and I, I come up with a curriculum for wow. each of the languages. So hold on um, a second. Hold on a second. So when you say you write everything down, you, you start to put things into a curriculum. Um, are you a teacher? Did you, did you go to college for, to be an educator? No. So how do you know how to do this? Um, I, I I read I, I read books. You went and researched. And then I, when I worked at the daycare, mm-hmm. um, I I you know I watched the other teachers and what they did. So you took all of that experience from everything that has happened in your life, and you used that, and you put together a curriculum. And then what? Um, and then once I put together the curriculum. We started to um, reach out to people. We started to reach out to different people, um, different children. Mm-hmm. Um, did a they lady bring... who I, 
I'm sorry. No, no, no. I was just going to say, did the children bring their friends over to learn? Yes. Yes. First we, first, we started off with the kids in the neighborhood. Beautiful. And um, and then I had a, a friend who I worked with at my last job. Um, she she let her granddaughter come and, um, you know, learn Spanish with us because Spanish was one of the first ones. Let, let her granddaughter come. Let me, I just have to interrupt because I can imagine, uh, Shailen, when you are contacting people and telling these people that you could speak all these languages, what what was that like at first? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, you can speak Chinese. You can teach my child the basics of Chinese. Did you go to school? Do you have a degree? Let me see your paperwork. And what did you tell them? Because obviously they would have had you locked up and committed if you said, I was in my dream and this little alien man showed up, started rubbing my cheek and my third eye and the top of my head and my neck and was speaking these different languages. And every night they just kept coming. And I kept, I mean, I know some know the story now, but what were you telling them? <laughs> uh, I, I told them, just come and see. Uh, I to to love it. Here's a favorite favorite saying um, that um, Brother Bilal, uh, that also does the shows here on Planet Remix, always says, if your work speaks for itself, then let it. So I love that you said, come and see. Y'all come on. Come see. And did they come? I know they came because we nosy as hell and we messy as hell as people. Did they come? Oh, yeah, they came. <laughs> and what was the look on their faces when they seen you go, transition through all of these different languages? Yes, they were. They were excited for their children. Yes. I mean, it was to the point where they wanted their kids to spend a night. <laughs> did, you, did you tell them you already had eight kids? Like, no. Right. <laughs> No room in this house, no room, um, but right. uh, but beautiful. So probably excited for themselves. And how yeah. well did the children, because, you know, children has that ability when a baby is born between the ages of birth and by the time they're seven years old. And that's not even true no more because we can learn anything at any age, but they oh, are yeah. very susceptible to language during the first 10 years of their life, um, you know, uh, definitely up until 10 for girls and definitely up until eight for boys. They are very open to different languages. Did they catch on really fast? Oh, yeah. Children are really like sponges. They caught on just like that. Wow. It was like, wow, it was, it was magical because I, I put everything into a song. Oh, and, wow. and dress it up in colors. Wow. So, so it's not just they're repeating after me. Oh, so you kind of, it's kind of like going into Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory mixed with Sesame Street and uh, the electric company sort of kind of environment, <laughs> you know, and oh, also yeah. like hanging out at Dave and Buster's with your homies, you know. <laughs> The kids think they groan when they go to the Dave and Buster's and all of you guys are sitting around and you're, you're kumbaya and you're singing these songs and the children are learning different languages. Yes. 
Can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you sing the song in Japanese, one of your songs? One of my songs in Japanese? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite color? What is your favorite color? Now, the what is your favorite color? That's the kid singing. What is your favorite color? And that's me singing. And then they're saying, what is your favorite color? So they get to understand that Miss Blue is slow. See, I'm not like the children. But I'm going to try to see if I can get it. Say it kind of slow for me. Let's see. Get out of it. Oh, I don't know how to say it. No, okay. Well, just um, just sing it. Just sing it. Go ahead. I'll get it. Get out of the What is your favorite color? Get out of the What is your favorite color? Beautiful. I'm not going to try it right now, but maybe yeah. before the end of the show, I'll try it. So what exactly are you saying? Are you saying in Japanese, what is your favorite color? Yes. And do you take the children through the colors? Yes, I do. I do. Dairo, you know, that's chairo. Dairo is orange. Chairo is brown. And I I go through all the colors with them. Well, of course, I'm only interested in the color blue. How do you say that? (laughs) You're only interested in the color blue? Yeah. To say it, I want to know how to say my name. How would you say blue? Oh, wow. It's, I've got too many languages on my tongue right now. That's okay. That's okay. But I want you to work on that because we're going to need to get that. We need to get that word blue. So, anywho, so you'll sing these songs. The children will say it. And at some point, do you guys switch and you say, what is your favorite color? And, yep. and then the children will begin to sing the song. Yeah, and then they say, Wow, this is amazing. In the Native American culture and also in our African traditional cultures, going back to Africa, this is really what they would call circle time in the ancient times. They also do it in Asia, where the children and India uh, uh, sit in a circle. And this is what they call when they say things were passed down from mouth to ear. This is how things were taught to children from mouth to ear. And then once the children would hear it and understood the stories, the myths, the language, then the children would reverse it back and give it to the elders. Powerful. Wow. Powerful, yeah. Some good stuff right there. So you're teaching the children the language. You've now started inviting the children in the neighborhood, people that you know. You're reaching out to people. And what do you do next? Bring us up to where you are now with working with this journey, because this is really a life journey. And by the way, it's so interesting that you have your children there that come from such a diverse background when it comes to melanin children out there, and you're able to incorporate a lot of their culture infused in what you're doing. So every baby has a purpose. Every baby. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. So where are we now? So right now I am um, creating my business plan. I'm making YouTube videos and putting them on Instagram. We've just came out with our website. 
Um, I came out with a book not too long ago. Congratulations. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. And how can people reach you on social media? What is your tag um, for people to find out so that they can connect and maybe they have children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren because you were raised by your great-grandmother or they know mm-hmm. of some children or just interested in supporting what you're doing. How can they find out more? First, give out your YouTube channel because that's so important because that was a big piece of your puzzle. Give that out and then all of your other social information um well on youtube we are learn a language for fun and you know why i love that this is what immediately make you because i get hundreds of emails of people contacting me when i seen the number four and learn a language for fun it's the number four right and my email address is question the number four blue (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So learn a language, the number four, fun. Um, and that is how they can find you on YouTube. And yes. you can go ahead and give out the website and Instagram and all of that good stuff. Yes. On Instagram, we are learn a language for fun. We have trademarked that. Learn a language for fun. Um, on Facebook. We're still learning the language for the number four and five. Mm-hmm. Yep. And once they connect with you with learn a language, the number four fun, uh, they will be able to pull up all of your information, purchase your book because your book is on Amazon. And tell us a little bit, um, Shailen, about the book. Um, the book is The Colors of the Rainbow. And it is a book about me and my children. Um, the, yeah, the, the children are, are the colors of the rainbow. They are called the rainbow rays. And, um, and you can learn your colors in Chinese, Swahili, Spanish, and English in this book. Wow. Wow. So is it is it a digital book or is it a physical book? Uh, what? Yes, it's a physical book. It's a physical book and it comes with the DVD. Wow. And what's on the DVD? The DVD is me and the children teaching you how to say your colors in the different languages. We have a class in Swahili where I'm teaching the children how to say the colors. Uh, of the the colors of the rainbow and then we turn around and we sing it for you so you get to it's like you're there with us at at the class in the class with us wow and we're we're yeah we're, we're teaching and i have it for swahili for spanish and for chinese wow and then for you for english too because there are other countries that don't speak English that want to learn English. So that's you right. have to remember that's a foreign language to someone else. That's right. That's right. And if you're maybe if your child is very young, you know, these are words that have to be introduced in most cases to our language and to our children. So if you have a very mm-hmm. young child uh, that's preparing themselves for 
school and learning. Uh, they're never too young to start them off with learning uh, how to say the colors and the numbers and all of these things too. This is so powerful. I, I you know, I, I want to take this time here to say that you are an amazing sister and you're doing some powerful work. And I know that this is really just the start of this amazing journey that you're on. I thank you for being so open and for sharing yourself with the world unapologetic. You know, oftentimes we think of those things that have happened to us in our lives. Uh, these are things we don't want to share with people, but these are our greatest lessons. And it really is all that is connecting us to who we are. When we first come here, it's a couple of things that happen. We win lottery twice. You know how people say, I wish I could hit the lottery. I wish I could win the lottery. Well, in fact, we actually won the lottery twice. One, you win the lottery for the family that you've sort of picked before coming here. I truly know this to be true. And the second time you win the lottery is the country you're born in, the place you're born at. So you get two lottery wins already in your life. And then whatever you decide to give your divine purpose to, that's your other lottery. And you have your lottery ticket now uh, that you begin to claim here with these languages and sharing with the precious children and sharing your story with people all over the world. I want to ask you, Shailen, before we get to taking some calls, and I'm sure people want to come on and speak with you and, you know, maybe have some questions as well. I want to ask you a couple of questions. One, what do you feel your purpose is at this time? My purpose right now is to be the best version of myself every day for my children and for other children in this world. Pound. And to help them learn another language. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's my purpose. That's your purpose. Is that also yeah. your mission to get out here, to get all of these children, to get all of these babies exposed to these different languages? And let me ask you, why is that important to you? Why is it important to me? Mm -hmm. It's important to me because I see children and in, in their families coming from other countries and they know all these languages, four, five, six, seven, eight different languages. And then I see our babies over here and we, we don't even have the funds to have a program for our children to learn another language at the school. Right. Or not until they get in age and can right, right. get it as an elective yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's so important because our our country is diverse it's, you have everybody from every walk of life here yes yes and do you know how good it makes somebody feel when you know their language when you studied their history and you you know who they are it's not just um you know it, it it's not just a Oh, hey, how are you? You can actually <laughs> say namaste. Yeah. You know, or you can say zrasvatiya. Mm. You know, you know how good that makes them feel? Like, wow, they, they know my language. Yeah. I'm not just uh, somebody just walking around here, just a foreigner. 
Right. Beautiful. So it really is about bringing sort of the wholeness of everyone together. And then the sense of pride that the children will be able to take with themselves. Often as children, uh, you know, and some of our children are not exposed to things. Hell, at that rate, some adults haven't been exposed to things. And many have not even left outside of the city they were born in. Yet alone talk about traveling to another country or going somewhere else or experiencing a different culture. And so this is an opportunity at a very young age to open up that window of curiosity and wonder uh, in these children, uh, that they can connect with people from other places and they can speak a different language and just be able to feel a sense of pride about themselves and esteem-wise to help them know that they can converse with other children from around the world beautiful. It's a powerful mission. It's powerful. If I had to ask you this, what is the most powerful thing you've ever done with $50 or less? Your best investment you ever made for $50 or less? My best investment that I've ever made? Yeah. You mean as in with with my business or just no with life that you had $50 or it could be less than that, that you did something with that $50. That was the best thing in your life you ever could have done. Oh man. The best thing that we did was when we first went to the nursing home and the kids, they didn't have anything to wear. And they wanted to be bright and colorful for what my kids call them, the grandmas and grandpas. And um, and our little head boppers and our little tutus and stuff like that, um, it, you know, they cost. It, it, it costs money, you know, whatever. Right. But um, I took the last little bit of money that we had, and it was because we had been going to the nursing home, and they really wanted us to come that day. And that's, I, I think I had $30 in my pocket. Yes. And we went and we didn't have enough to get everybody so that they can be the colors of the rainbow. So we just went and got boas. I don't know if you know what boas are. <laughs> yes, I do. Of course, Miss Blue know what yeah. a boa is. Yeah. Are you kidding so, me? <laughs> so we got boas of different colors with hair boppers. And we wow. just had on all black. And we went and we sung our hearts out. Oh, wow. For, for, the, for them at the nursing home. Wow. That's powerful. I think that was the best thing I've ever done with $30. I love it. And if you could recommend a book, or maybe you've gifted it to someone, but a book you could recommend that was so impactful to you, tell us why, and who would you recommend the book to for people to read? If I could recommend the book, it would have been The Alchemist. Why? The boy's name in that book was Santiago. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. 
my last name is Santiago. So I had already felt a connection and the spiritual journey that I had was connected to that book. How so? Share that with me. Okay, so, you know, in The Alchemist, uh, I don't know if you remember, he, um, his family wanted him to go and uh, work somewhere else, but he wanted to be a shepherd, and he yes. wanted to go and venture the world. And his father uh, looked at him and remembered that he wanted to venture the world, too. So he went on ahead and he gave his son the money that he had saved up for him to um, go somewhere else. I, I don't remember, but... And he did. He went and he ventured the world. And as he ventured the world, he read books as he tended his sheep. And then that's when he stumbled upon the um, the fortune. Uh, I'm not going to say a fortune teller, but he stumbled upon a man who knew about his life. So that that just, he was on a journey of finding himself. And I was on the same journey. Mm-hmm. And he went through a lot. He almost got killed. Yes, he did. A couple of times, actually. Right. <laughs> right. But he kept going. He, he didn't stop. He kept going. And that journey that he went through, it was beautiful. Yeah. He, it, it was like, we worry about getting to the end of the journey, but then sometimes we forget about enjoying the journey while we're going. Mm-hmm. And when you when you look at everything, you know, I, I have no regrets. Beautiful. And he, he didn't either. Yeah. And, so, you know, talk about synchronicities. Your great-grandmother and your aunt gave you money so you could go and explore and find yourself, too. Yep, that's right. Yeah. That's powerful. That's very powerful. Couldn't make that shit up if you wanted to at all. Couldn't make it up. Also, I I, want to ask you this question as well, too. Um, What is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you thus far? You said the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me? Yeah. Telling my story. <laughs> so, Miss Blue, want to get this right? So, you being on Planet mm-hmm. Remix tonight? <laughs> I, I've never told my story before. I, I've wow. always, I was so scared to because I I knew people would judge me. I knew people would look down on me. So I've always kept it inside. So nobody nobody knows my story. Well, you know, there's something really really good about I mean I, I I will say I'm honored that tonight or depending on where you are in the world that this is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you because tonight we move from judging you to judgment and I will say you are one of the most amazing women, woman, I have met thus far in my life. And I am honored 
and I am proud to judge you based on your story, based on what you told here tonight, to put you way high amongst one of the most amazing, loving, and incredible human beings, spiritual beings, walking, living on the planet to date. Wow. <laughs> so, a little lesson from Miss Blue. Don't ever be afraid to be judged because it only leaves room for judgment. Remember, to judge is really to make an opinion about something that hasn't happened. Judgment is when we take the facts, when we take the things that we've already learned, that has already happened, and we come to a conclusion. We finalize it. We take it in our hearts. We keep it in our mind. It becomes a part of our spirit. And we get to share it. Your judgment has been served here tonight. And I'm proud to have embarrassed you. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. But I am so glad that you agreed to come on and to tell this amazing story that many of us will be talking about for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. So, Shylin, learn a language, the number four fun. So we're going to get ready and take some calls here and uh, let you guys kind of jump in on the story. So I thank you so much. I thank you so much. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. You're amazing. You really are. And I don't say that often. (laughs) Unless we're here on Planet Remix, because everybody here is freaking amazing. And so I am so glad to have you here. Yeah. I'm so glad you found us on Planet Remix. By the way, all right, you guys, we're going to be bringing Shaylin on in just a second here. Yes, yes, yes. And I was. Yes, yes, yes. Looking into. Mm-hmm. Just a second. Don't forget to download, download, download. Seeing one of your shows. Don't forget to download, download, download. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And that's how I found you. Beautiful. I love it. All things do lead back to Planet Remix. I'm so glad you found me. And I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. I'm glad you you reached back out to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My name is Shailene Santiago. I am a multilingual teacher. And I know my magic. Okay. All right. All right, you guys. I she knows her magic. Wow, wow, Charlene. You know your magic, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. 
Well, that was so beautiful. I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story, just so personal and uh, standing in this space and being so vulnerable for us. And one of the things, and you guys who listen to us here and have listened for a long time, you know that mostly every single single thing that we do here is live on Planet Remix. But Spirit told me to go ahead and record most of Shailene's story. And so Shailene, she's just such a spirit, a beautiful spirit. I think we stayed up to over 32, 3 o'clock in the morning, and we just went for it. And because I wanted her to be in a space where she could be very comfortable and open. But what I didn't know till the very end, huh, Shailene, is that this was the first time she ever told her story. So when she said, I asked her, what was the most embarrassing thing that could ever happen to her? <laughs> I had no idea she was going to say the remix. <laughs> and you, Miss Lou, are telling the story because I've never told it before, ever. Yeah. Right. So everyone is just really loving your energy and loving your story. I want to give out um, your Facebook email address, um, your Facebook contact, and you guys can go to Learn Language, the number four, fun. Uh, and you'll be able to connect with Shaylin, find out everything that she's doing, what she has coming up. Make sure that you definitely go over to the Facebook group and join. So that way, when she does have all of these things that are coming out and you want to know how to connect, uh, have your babies connect, your children connect, no matter where you are in the world, you can find her. I know that we're about to end here tonight, but I definitely want you to leave us with some lasting words about this experience for you and uh, just what's on your heart right now. I think I'll give you that time <laughs> to do this here <laughs> with us. Everyone is sending you so much love. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, it's a beautiful share here tonight. And what a perfect way for us to start the shows here on 2018 on Planet Remix. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Miss Blue, you have you 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 are an amazing person. I I have this burden lifted up off of me with being able to tell my story, and wow. I I feel so better about myself. I'm just I just feel so good right now because that that was a big burden on me. I, I felt like that was my secret that I was carrying with me for a long time, you know, of being ashamed and feeling bad about myself and, wow. and now that I was able to completely tell my story and then I'm I'm actually being a better version of myself every day. I get that chance because, you know, I I could have lost my kids a long time ago. I could have lost my life with everything. But I was yeah. still given that chance to be able to be a better version of myself every day. And with that gifted with the knowledge to be able to help other children, I feel so good. Wow. Wow. And you are, you are so amazing, Ms. Blue. <laughs> oh, you you don't know how much you've helped me. Well, likewise. I'm just, yeah, I'm just so honored that I can help help you 
in any way that I can and share you with the world. Um, there were so many of our magic makers out there that could identify with different pieces of your story. Um, things that you were feeling have been through some of the same things you've gone through. And to be able to see where you are at this moment in your life and how you're still growing and learning and you have those beautiful origin babies with you. They are so gorgeous, you guys. Uh, you'll have to take a look at them and just to hear the languages that you're really sharing with them. It, You know, what happens when we share things, when we share our gifts as you're doing not only is it an opportunity for you to continue to heal yourself, but you're also giving a beautiful, loving gift to your children. And at a young age, they're learning about giving. See, we are brought into this world and so much about it is take, take, take. What can we get from other people that often we forget that the gift of giving without an agenda, without malice, without reason, but just because of love, is one of the most powerful things that we can do. And your gift that you're giving and that you've given us tonight is a beautiful reminder to all of us. So I thank you. I thank you. Uh, <laughs> this has been through a wrinkle in time. <laughs> oh, yeah. But... I know my magic now. So Yes, you do. You are officially a magic maker. <laughs> officially, yes. You are officially yes. a magic maker. And so I'm glad. And, you know, I'm really glad that we had the story recorded ahead of time so that it could be you know, in, in, the, in that energy where you were so vulnerable to be open to that. And then now you're coming on just to share to everybody. I don't know about you. I know it's late where you are in your part of the world, but I'm going to jump over to Facebook afterwards. If you guys like the show, I want you to definitely subscribe. Hit the like button right here on YouTube. Uh, definitely go over to Facebook, the Remix Radio page, and I want you to click like there and underneath the show, leave a detailed comment. You guys, it was such great conversation as it always is in the Blue Room. So intense. Uh, we have so many amazing magic makers, and if you guys are not experiencing the Blue Room, you should. But what's so different is the Blue Room is almost like a whole nother show going on. And they had so many beautiful things that they were saying to you, Shaylin, and so many of your beautiful stories. They wanted uh, to share their likeness. So definitely make sure that you go over also, Shaylin, to the Remix Radio page and just post something underneath the show tonight so everyone can find you, know how to connect with you, and uh, we can go from there. All right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That All sounds right. good to me. Yes, yes. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to get out of here. I just want to say peace and love to everyone. Ashe to the ancestors. Shaylin, I love you. We will be in touch. Everyone else, have an amazing week. And for all of you that have readings, one-on-one -on -one sessions coming up with me this week, I look so forward to connecting with you, your spirit, and your energy. And remember... 
magic and love, they go together because magic is about making a greater individual commitment, starting with your life, starting with your world, and spreading it throughout. And love, well, we all know that's the only thing that is real here. So I'm going to go ahead and sign off, everyone. So peace and love, harmony and blessings. Have an amazing week, everyone. And don't forget, I will see you next week live and only the place to be, Planet Remix. <laughs> Much love, warm spirit. Peace and love.